I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. We are live! What is up, fight fans and insomniacs alike? We are back. With another UFC watch party. You just totally derailed me. Oh, you know I'm going to cut you off. I'm like the Ron Burgundy of this shit. Just a touch late again. But, you know, it wouldn't be be an MMA submission. If if we we were not fashionably fashionably late. late. Like the French, dude. Yeah, you're going (laughs) to... Let's get it out of the way now. Oh, yeah, you, feel me? you feel me? <laughs> I have to establish my dominance immediately. Yeah. I say what you say, but better. With better timing. Better, or do you just say it first? <laughs> I think you just try to beat me to the punch. Speaking of beating people to punches, this is a fucking war we've got right here between Andre Feely and Miles Jury. Yeah, so as we were saying up the stream, we were just looking over in awe. These guys are just going to war with one another they right now. Both have their faces completely covered in blood. And they're just swanging and banging. Swanging and banging. Swanging and banging. Who do you think's getting the better of whom, though? From what I've seen, and just being completely objective here, Miles Jury clipped Andre Feely in the second round. So you think that's going to be a round for Miles, right? And I don't know how the first one. Exactly, and I don't know how this one's going, and I didn't even see most of the second. But if we're doing the Johnny Hendricks, George St. Pierre evaluation of the fight, Miles Jury's face is all kinds of fucked up. Oh, yeah. And yeah, thick profesh. That's you. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you're like oh. suppressed. Nope. There's no way it's me. It is absolutely it's a- actually not though. Well, maybe somehow. It definitely was. My you. volume's all the way down though. Apple, what is happening? Dude, yeah. nowadays with how Apple's going, you never know. Like, did you hear about what happened with uh, FaceTime? Yeah, I told you with about group it. FaceTime where you could look on at people and um, Matt. Uh, fabled host of the show. Fabled. Uh, well, because <laughs> well, he's missing. But um, uh, he uh, was telling us that the new AirPods, you can leave one in a room and go around, like, I think it was 25 feet away, and you could almost use it as, like, a quasi-bug for a room. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. And the FaceTime thing we were talking about, uh, I don't know how many people know about this, but apparently there was some sort of glitch in the system. Did we talk about this on Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep? We may have, but there was a glitch in the system where you could call somebody and whether or not they answered, you'd be able to see and hear everything from the perspective of their front-facing camera. Yeah. So that's pretty sick. Well, uh, So the way it would work is it when the call was going through, right? When it was like you have the option to pick up, mm-hmm. you would have audio. And then if they decided to not answer the call... I think you got, like, momentary video. So, like, they weren't, like, in conjunction with one another. Is that the case? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I know that. I do know about that. But, wow, Andre Feely, how about him? What about it? What journey he's had? He just finished up the fight. You know, in the UFC? You're going to talk about, like... I think Miles took that round, too, if, I, if I'm being honest. Feely's really been through the gamut, though, from a young age coming out of Team Alpha Male. The thing that's impressive about Andre Feely is his cardio. He he looked great that whole fight, jumping around. The problem is, though, he was moving backwards, and I really think the judges will notice that, especially in the third round. And he, he got hurt with the spinning back fist. That's pretty fucking bonkers. Definitely, definitely. I mean, Feely, plus, you know, he has a neck tattoo, so that's minus five on the scorecards. A couple, right? 
Is it minus five for each one? In that case, he lost every round. I think it's just minus five overall. Yeah, he has one on the side and one on the front. I, the one in the front's kind of sick. Like the if lamp? I, yeah, like if I did, wasn't going into like, uh, like a white collar. Any career. job ever? Any job ever? Other than uh, you can, if you have a neck tattoo, you can do three things. This is pretty sick. Tattoo artist, fighter, felon. Ouch. Those, well, no, okay. Or you could go to Colorado and like. There, I was going to say, here's the weird thing about tattoos, right? They used to be like a demarcation of a criminal. Yeah, exactly. In the 80s and 90s, it was like, okay, he has nothing to lose. He has visible tattoos. Even on, even places other than your neck. Yeah, visible tattoos. Yeah. Like, if, if you're like shirt on and I can see tattoos. Yeah, it was. You'd perk up. But nowadays, like I was checking out a Publix Mm -hmm. and the cashier had sleeves. Yeah. And I'm like, it's officially mainstream. There's no longer that stigma. We were talking about that the other day. There are a few styles that I really like, and I don't know. I may get them because I'll just cover it up. I'll just cover it all the time. But dude, Other than when I'm chilling, of course. The, and now we're, there are people trying to break the taboo of face tattoos. No. Which I don't think will ever... It may happen. No. If you can't wear... People a, are already getting desensitized. You, can, you have to at least admit that. Where, yeah, definitely. That's inevitable, and because of the rap game, the rap game, it's because of rap. For Every sure. rapper has one now, pretty yeah. much. Um, Other than Kanye West, he's holding out. Yeah, but he got on that plastic surgery boat, though. He changed his face up. Andre Whoa. Feely winning by unanimous decision. Unanimous. Okay, so first and third then. Holy shit! Twenty nine, twenty eight. He was landing better shots. I noticed that, but um, he wasn't applying the pressure. So maybe some evolution in the. Uh, judging here which is good which is good the person moving forward is not always the necessarily the one winning just like you see um like on the ground just because so you're you have someone in your guard doesn't mean you're losing and and before people yeah. would think that well i think they've seen guys the reason why the rule change took place is because you have guys like ben saunders tony ferguson where you're in your guard and you're just like oh no oh yeah Especially people. They've won entire fights. Like Brian Ortega, where it's dangerous to be in his or Fabricio Verdum, where you're like, oh shit, don't don't be in his guard ever. Fabricio? Yeah. What did I say? Well, you know, you said it right, Fabricio. I was just like, oh, Fabricio, you mean PED man? Yeah, I mean, speaking of PED man, he's competing in a combat jujitsu match f- this coming Friday against and I Gordon Ryan. Cannot wait. Be, not, not. I mean, there's two things you can't mess around with Fabricio Verdun, mm-hmm. right? You can't mess around in jiu-jitsu, and you can't mess around in boomerang tossing. Yeah, apparently he is a black belt in both. I was <laughs> gonna say with the boomerang. it's almost like he sits around like fucking tie. What is it? Tie the Tasmanian Devil. Tie the no, it's tie the Tasmanian tie, Tiger. Tie the Tasmanian. That old tiger. PS2 game. I don't know why I said devil. you would just fucking throw boomerangs all day. That's for Verdun at his house. It's jiu-jitsu setups and boomerang And then tosses. it plays Tide the Tasmanian Tiger, which is actually a really good game. Oh, it's a great game. It's it's almost as good as, like, OG Sly Cooper. A little Jack and Daxter. It's more Jack and Daxter-y. That's yeah. what I would compare it to. Definitely. Because there's more of an exploratory thing there. Exactly. But if we want to go over some of the fights that have already taken place... Please, let's. Because the undercard was actually good. Yeah. If we can also get that sorted at the same time, and I'll, I'll read these off for you. So we have a woman's strawweight fight, kind of like an introduction for these two ladies. You have Emily Whitmire and Alexandra Albu, very uh, like very fresh fighters. 
Whitmire had uh, five fights prior to this, and Alexandra had three fights prior to this. So they're relatively green. And Emily Whitmire took it. Mm-hmm. So good getting in the win column early in the OC. What I want to talk about is the headlining card in the ESPN Plus early prelims. Yeah. Where you had Henan Burrell. Crazy to see losing him. Losing again Cut. to Luke Saunders. Probably, right? By a KO in the second round. He's probably going to be cut, you think? And we just have to get into this, dude. I think that he was hit probably the hardest by the USADA bug. Well, you, I mean, it's That's pretty, been speculated by a lot of... He hasn't tested outlets. positive there, right? But it's pretty much assumed that he was on shit. Because they, they came announced, in, like... Then wasn't there, like, a six or eight month period where they announced, like, hey, we're switching to USADA testing? Yeah, it was known that they were coming in. Like, yeah, the athletes had time to clear their systems. And I know Joe Rogan has speculated it. Brendan Chobb has speculated, and I think even UFC unfiltered with Jim Norton. I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point, right? If you if, if when USADA comes well, in, you start losing fights. I mean, look at Eric Silva. His body changed. Eric Silva's obvious. His body changed, Whereas, and he started losing. Here's what I would say for Hannon Brow, and it could be unfortunate that the time he has a slide in his career is also coincides with the start of the drug program. Boy, is that a is that a terrible I was gonna time say, for that to happen? It would be a terrible time. I don't think it's all coincidence. I think personally, he was hit by it pretty hard, you know, because then begins the slide, and now but losing to Luke Saunders, who was not ranked. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fucking tough, man. That is a bummer. But now we're gonna get into the prelims. We can talk about what happened. Scott Holtzman lost a three round decision to Nick Lentz. Ooh, Nick Lentz. Powerful Carney, Nick Lentz, still doing the damn Holtzman thing. Holtzman looked fantastic at Wayans. And then Ashley Evans-Smith, the promising talent in the women's flyweight division, actually was given an L by Andrea Lee. Really? Who I have not heard of. It's She might be a newcomer to the, to the UFC, which I'm very interested in. And then we have a bantamweight fight, Benito Lopez versus Manny Bermudez. Don't know Either who those them. guys are. Yeah. But big ups to Bermudez on his win. And then the v- most prominent fight that just took place, Aljamain Sterling versus Jimmy Rivera. Ooh, if you Jimmy had to Rivera. guess, let's do a little Schrodinger's cat via... Uh, TKO or submission. Do you, all right, let's open up the box. Aljo wins. What? Three-round decision. Wow. Three-round decision. So uh, that's handing Jimmy Rivera his third loss, right? Third loss. Wow. So now Jimmy Rivera's lost to Marlon Moraes. Yeah, who are three Jimmy Rivera's three losses? Marlon Moraes, Frankie Edgar, and now Aljamain Sterling, I believe. Mm, very cool. He's won 22 Wait, fights, Wait, a right? bantamweight. He's won 22 fights, right? Yeah, he's won 22 fights. He's 22 and 3. That's crazy. Good for Aljamain. Coming back after Marlon Moraes stole his life with a knee. Yeah, Which is, that's, I'm surprised Aljamain won, to be honest. I don't know if I underestimated him or what, but that's awesome. Good for him. Dude, I, I've been trying to shake this little head cold I've had for like two and a half weeks. Yeah, I think I you're dying. I have no idea. I think you're dying. I think that you've contracted some outbreak-like illness. And, that and it I, comes and goes. I just don't get it. Yeah, man. It's weird because sometimes we'll be completely fine. We'll be working in the studio just like dishing up stuff for you guys. And he'll be perfectly fine. But then the next day he's like, I'm sick, bro. I don't get I'll it. I'll call up and be like, dude, I'm sick again. I don't get it. The One day I'm fine. Thing. And then the next day it's like, 
I just I feel like I'm walking through a fog. I can't breathe. You're like one of those children in the Black Plague times where it's like, he won't make it I would have been five. quarantined long ago. He won't make died. it They would have stopped coming to feed me. I just would have been, <laughs> I would have wasted away. I think it is possible. Now, if we want to get into what possible. we think is going to happen on it's the rest probable. of the card, we have coming out Vincente Luca. Luque. Luca, he was from the Black Zillions versus American Top Team Ultimate oh, Fighter yes. season. I did watch that season. Uh, did not win the show, but got a UFC contract out of it. And he's fighting Brian Barberena. Brian Bar- Barberena's most notable win is definitely over Sage Northcutt. Sage Northcutt. Because he stopped the Sage Northcutt. And he um, lost to Randy Brown, right? But it was a good fight. It was a very good fight. But Brian Barberena, man, he's a motherfucker. He has that uh, head and arm choke that's so powerful he can finish it from half guard. Yeah, I know a lot of people are favoring Luque or Luca in this fight. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with Brian Barbarino. Bam Bam, really? Yeah. What do you think he brings in that surprises Luque? Luque. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I think he's going to mix it. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Queso. I think he's going to mix it up, clip him, and submit him. Dude, if he sold Queso... Don't do this. Idea. I'm like the worst entrepreneur. What I want to do is I want to present business ideas to fighters and then just bankrupt both bankrupt of us. Them, yeah. I'll be like, uh, um, yeah. I'll be like, uh, Mike Chandler, you should only dress like Chandler Bing from Friends. That's a horrible idea. And you should start a clothing line. Ba- it's a clothing line sold by Michael Chandler, but based off of Chandler Bing from Friends. What? For Chandlers by Chandler? Dude! <laughs> we would be partners. I'm not doing shit. <laughs> not, well, I'll be an idea man, but I'm not putting any money in. Oh, well, yeah, of course. We don't use our own money. The, uh, uh, I think uh, I think a felon once said this. Good entrepreneurs don't use their money. Yeah? Yeah. Who said that? Probably some white guy that embezzled like $5 million. I was going to say Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> Dude, the fact that he has mistresses at like 89 is very concerning. People need money. People love money. No, but here's what I'm thinking. What kind of, like, bionic ED treatment does he have to get hard? Doesn't have to be bionic. At 89? Dude, you need some powerful stuff. I don't think... I didn't think that 89-year-olds could get it up. No, you just need Cialis or Cenafil. You think Cialis would fucking do it? Yeah. You just take enough of it. <laughs> scale so the we're dosage. up in the dosage. <laughs> scale the dosage. You just need that muscle relaxer. Baby. I just pictured Rupert in his suite, like time for sex, and just opens up a bottle and just starts dumping pills, just like no, oh. just anything, anything that promotes nitric oxide. In the- yeah, just dumps yeah. dumps multiple bottles of Cialis into his mouth. It'll work eventually, I promise. Or See, just, that's what I always say. You'll just get heart, a heart condition from it, like some palpitations or something. Can you OD on Viagra? Oh yeah. oh yeah. How embarrassing is that if you Oh yeah, I've heard of that. You go into like cardiac arrest, right? Yeah. Dude, how embarrassing is it to die of Viagra overdose? It's uh well what it does is it promotes well, we won't go into the science. Like nitric oxide, right? Yeah. It's a vasodilator. Okay, yeah. So if you take enough of it I know how it works. I'm saying We mm. need to get those uh like uh, rhino gas station dick pills. The Hodge Twins. That has some extra shit in it. Well, we're huge fans of the Hodge Twins, and they talk about how it makes your dick like a fucking superhero. You're the man of steel. Oh, Barbarina's got that super sick haircut. Barbarina comes out in, like, a punk in the 90s fucking mohawk. 
Do you know who he reminds me of? Those characters from that one video game that had all that Rage. promise. No, the other one. The other one. That was like, it had a half-life of like uh, two fucking days. And um, you escorted these little motorized vehicles through the map. And you get to like choose the bulkiness of your character that corresponded to how much Brink. health. Brink. Brink. Brink showed so much promise. He looks like a character from Brink. Nothing was cooler than the art style. Of Nobody Brink played Brink. it with me, and I still I played it nonstop for a mm, while. Nothing was cooler than the art style of Brink, and I don't want to hear any two ways about it. It was cool, man. Very underrated, but yeah, I don't know how many people like gaming who also like our MMA show. But. That is true. Hey, <laughs> hey, fuck them. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Brink was badass, man. If you guys, you could probably get a copy for like twenty bucks now, or less. It, if you're on PC, if you're on PC, it'll like probably be like five five dollars. But I mean, like if you're playing on console. But you should play it if you haven't before. It's fun. Dude, Brian Barbarina looks so much more fluid than he has in the past. Usually comes out more herky jerky. <laughs> we'll see, we shall see. He's slipping prediction. and ripping a little bit. Descended. We shall see if my prediction will be actualized. Some some people have deemed it the Mason curse. So I've seen that. Dude, we draw so much ire on our predictions. It's oh, oh, Luke is moving in. Just clipped Barbarina with Vincente. a great left hook. So we, we'll see, you know. They think that whoever I choose to win will lose. Yeah, that's been a common theme. We oh, didn't get yeah, I think, I'm, I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. Ooh, that Luke left hook. Hitting him with straights all that day. left hook and that right straight are just there. So They're just there. He's getting touched. That's unfortunate. For my dude, Brian Barberina. Like a young boy in a 1980s Boston Catholic school. Oh my god. He's getting getting touched. touched. He's getting touched. He's getting touched, bro. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Brian Barberina starring in Spotlight 2. I was going to say, starring in Doubt. (laughs) Fucking Brian (laughs) Barberina. (laughs) Philip C. Marvin's going to grab his cock in the refractory. Yeah, rest in peace. (laughs) (laughs) Those who kill him again. You know how it goes, dude. Dude, oh, that I fucking called it. Right proper on the back Brink of the head. with the complete DLC pack. How where much? you get everything. On Steam? $3.30 on Steam? G2A. G2A? Yeah, there you go. Well, Steam key. I'm going to buy that. If you want just the normal game, $1. I'm about to buy that when we finish the stream. I mean, it's not a bad dude. I'm going to buy it for my computer. We can play some Brink. Is it Mac compatible? Oh, fuck. Probably not. Yeah, this fucking guy tries to game on a Mac. I, it's it's hellish. Trust me. Don't. I would not recommend it. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. What gaming on a Mac? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, fix that up for I'll us. I'll do that. But hot shit, dude. Luke is looking really good here. Comedy and tragedy. Comedy and tragedy, baby. Comedy and tragedy. Also some Campbell's Chunky, apparently. Oh, Barbarina drops Luke! Holy shit! God damn it. Oh, but Luke automatically reverses it, and he's putting hooks in, trying to sink in a choke. Oh, Brian. It might be under the chin. What a reversal of position. It's on the no. It's on no. Here. It's on the chin. It's on the chin, but he's cranking it. Might he's, have a, yeah, he's cranking his neck. Oh, Brian's doing a good job though of getting his chin, getting it on the chin. He's gonna start working the arms. Let's see if he can fight the hands. He might tap. Come on, people. Brian. People have tapped to this before because he's twisting. Oh, it. Oh, he's like breaking his fucking neck. 
He's breaking his neck. He almost broke his Ooh, neck. Jesus. Very good. Brian gets out, though. Oh, we have Immediately a... Immediately switches to a Darce. A Darce! We have a Darce here. Luke flew it on the ground. What the hell? He's probably a black belt. It's no, like a I literally did not know his ground game was this good. This is ridiculous. Ten seconds. Brian Barbarina survives. Brian and he's Barbarina dropping drops. elbows from the top. Massive elbows from the top from Brian. Dude, Brian, Bam Bam is fucking living to see another day. Who won that round? I got to watch where Luke got dropped. That'll yeah, be the Barbarina clipped him. He could have slipped. We don't know. That is true. We saw that in the Paul Daly-Michael Venom Page fight. We were watching last night. Not on a watch party, but we were watching it nonetheless. Uh, Michael Venom Page, it looked like he got clipped massively by Paul Daly. <laughs> but actually, it was just a slippage. Mm, yeah, I saw that. What did you think of that fight? Dude, okay, every time, every time. Regardless Paul because Paul Daly okay. is disputing loss. I just want you to know that. Before we give your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll get to like what I thought of the decision, but just from the outset, any time a promotion, whether it's UFC, Bellator, or one, has booked a fight and said, this is going to be fireworks, what happens? It's usually not. It's terrible. But Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou. Sometimes uh, it is, though, right? Sometimes it's fireworks. Sometimes. But more likely than not, what they, realize, what they don't realize is... Usually, when you put two strikers together, one will know if they're at a severe disadvantage, and they'll adapt accordingly. And I think that's what you saw in the Paul Daly. A severe disadvantage, really? When distance control is taken into account, for sure. I think Michael Venom, Michael Venom Page just has such a unique style that it's really difficult to figure out. Well, you saw he was landing jabs and straights purely because Daly did not know what was coming. Mm-hmm. Michael was showing so many different looks that they were like, okay. He was like, I don't know what I can necessarily do here. So Paul Daly put on a singlet, was very smart, very tactical in the fight, but definitely not. It was not the fight that was promised, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Because Paul Daly was fighting to win and arguably won the fight. If we're being honest, you and you and I were sitting there watching it. And that was a fight that we were like, uh, you know, damn. We don't. These guys are just throwing. Holy shit! That check left just, hook keeps landing for Luke. But Barbarina's firing back. Oh, to the body is Barbarina. But yeah, uh, I agree with you. You know, I was surprised by the grappling of Paul Daly. I think he did a really good job. He did a good job. Uh, oh, Bar Brian Barbarina is just teeing off, but Luke is landing good punch. These he guys did a good job and like keeping him to the mat, which which I thought was impressive. We saw him doing a lot of uh, Khabib-esque work, figure four in the legs and uh, isolating one arm. Definitely put some smush on, but then you also had Michael Venom Page reversing much position more, and getting yeah, top position Much more dynamic well. on the ground and much better at forcing scrambles on the ground than people realize. So I thought that that was really cool to see. But these people who are saying that it was a clear 3-2, I think they're... Uh, kind of missing it a little bit because it really, really it wasn't. was a coin flip. It, it was really close. It was we, much closer the, than people. The bell sounded. We both looked at each other and we we're like, "Who won?" Yeah, because we were <clears throat> we were having trouble deciding that watching. And then I went on Twitter. It all comes down to the fifth round. Yep, I agree. And then I went on Twitter after the fact, and people were saying that that was a you know a decisive, clear three-two win for mm. Michael Venom Page, and I I couldn't disagree more. Um, because it was definitely end of fight optics. Yeah, end of fight optics decided that fight entirely. 
That's Absolutely. all it was. Because it you, was had, you had Paul Michael Daly. Michael Page on top, and Paul Daly looked very submissive. Yeah, exactly. His body language was sunken. He was not trying to explode and get up. And I think the judges see that, and they don't give you the decision. Is that fair? No. And Paul it, Daly had more control time It was that competitive, and Paul Daly completely gave up the first round. He didn't completely do anything. Completely gave it up. He didn't do anything. Literally didn't throw a punch. And it was still kick. that close. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're really... They're they really are just fucking teeing off on each other. And they're both standing right in front of each other, too. Yeah, head movement doesn't exist. I mean, they're trying to move their heads. just they're standing right in front of each other. There's no footwork. But they're deep into a fight that's been a war already. You can't ex- expect them to... All of a sudden become light on their feet. Dominic Cruz, I was going to say, they've been blistering pace. Blistering. Luke is impressively accurate, though. I'll say that. When he fires off a couple shots or a combination... Barbarain is throwing hard to the body, man. But Brian Barbarina, his output is uh, quite impressive. Oh, oh, that was kind of sick. We got some Wang Chung Kung Fu by Barbarena. See, are you not impressed with Barbarena? People were not giving him that much I, of a chance. I told you when he came out, he looks like he's flowing much better than he had looked in the past. I said before he looked a little bit more stiff. Now he's flowing a lot better on the feet. What I would say about the Paul Daly uh, MVP fight is that, holy shit. Every time I want to talk, these guys just trade massively. But um oh head kick. In that fight it was it sucks for Paul Daly because the argument could be totally made that he won that fight. Definitely. But that's not that's not the way it turns out. There's also something right? that I think is biased and I don't think that the judges are corrupt in any way. Let me say that really quick. But judges are people too. And referees and judges have talked about this. When someone has a lot of hype behind them, and a lot of momentum, even though you aren't cognizantly biased to score the fight for them, there is an inherent bias. Yeah, I can definitely sway like it. Like when a, a magic a fighter seems to be like magic and damn. Oh man, look at the the Barbarian has got a chin, man. These guys are just warring. Barbarian is eating just fucking hard punches Non-stop. and then firing back. Got to get his hands up. Barbarain is landing pretty good too. Oh, oh. He just got hurt. Barbarain is hurt. It's almost over. Oh, but he got back to his feet. That's so good by Barbarain. He was almost done. It's a big round Holy for Luke. Holy shit. That's it was a, a good round. round for both of them. Not until the end there. He definitely stole it. For he sure. definitely stole the round, but it's still a good round for Barbarain. I think it's completely crazy to say that it was just a, like an abusive round for Luke. No, not by any stretch of the imagination. He stole the round there at the very end. And if the fight were to continue... How do you feel about stealing rounds? It happens. Is it bullshit? No. Because if I... And we've seen this in boxing, too. If if I, as a fighter, an MMA fighter, score 30 punches in the round, and you hit 10 in the final 10 seconds and steal a round from me, it seems ridiculous. Yeah, well, okay. I don't think that that's necessarily the same thing. Well, no, that is true. Like, and if uh, when when I think of stealing the round, I think of us both having around the same amount of significant strikes, and then at the very last second, I land 
10 and you, you, you're wobbled and then I would consider that stealing the round because it's even up until that point. Mm. Uh, I think the, what you're describing is a bit more inexcusable and I think judges need to do a better job because well, that's not, stealing around that's not how the fight is stealing supposed around to be definitely scored. definitely happens against technical fighters who clearly outstrike their opponents, but they don't land the significant punches in the fight. I don't think that happens as much as... It happens a lot. Robbie Lawler, Carlos so. Condon. Well, that's different because that's... Well, no, that was a case where he outstruck a fighter and but did not land the big punches in the fight. And that's what I'm I talking about. I think the about. issue with that is uh, almost losing in the last round. That's like the MVP Paul Daly fight. Like, end of fight optics is a really big deal. And when you have the champion at the time nearly finishing you and the last round is a 10-8 round for the champion, it's really tough to give the belt away. But at the same time, don't you acknowledge that I think there that does exist? It definitely exists. Technical fighters outstriking their opponents and getting the round stolen. Do I think it's as common as people firing off 10, 10 significant strikes the last second to sway around when it's been even so far? No, I don't think it's as common as that. But it definitely happens. I would disagree on side on the other side of that. Okay. I know Brian Barberina is out of the MMA lab. So it is a fight in his home territory. It is in Arizona, right? Yeah, it's in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. They train out of Arizona. The MMA lab. That's where uh, Sugar Sean is. Um, Benson Henderson is also out of there. What is his suspension up? Do you know? Benson Henderson? Or Sugar Sean? Sugar Sean. I think he got six months. He was he talked about how upsetting that was on multiple podcasts. I know he did I think it was called the Donkey Cast or whatever. And they're they're an MMA podcast and he just talked about how much of a wasted opportunity it was. It is. He was like, I trained so hard. He's like, I pulled out all the stops, I got trainers for trainers. And to make no money at the end of that, he said it sucked. Because of caffeine pills he was using to stream video games. That's pretty wild. Apparently And not even his fault, like, he sent in the ingredients for those pills, and it was approved by USADA. It was just, there was something in them that wasn't listed. Well, that's pretty ridiculous. I know, um, apparently Kelvin Gastelum got paid when uh, Robert Whitaker couldn't fight. He got paid his full fight purse. I don't know if it was the full thing, but apparently he got six figures. That's the word on the street. The streety street, as people say. Fuck, dude, that's, that's yeah. a hell of a payday still. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to keep in mind, he flew... To Australia, he had coaches. And he had paid for a whole fight camp. I don't, a, I don't really have a problem with it. Strength and conditioning. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't say I had a problem with it. I know. I'm saying I don't. I don't yeah. have a problem with him getting paid that much at all. Oh, dude. I've, I've always said the more pay fighters get, the better. Why would you advocate for less pay for fighters? I think Brian Barberena, uh, if he keeps up this output, is going to win the third. As long as he doesn't get... Punched a whole bunch of here at the very end. That doesn't seem to be his plan thus far. He's not fighting very defensively. He hasn't gotten a hit a whole bunch, though. He hasn't gotten hit a lot. Other than that, elbow right there. That looked painful. Ooh, and snapped Luke's head back. He just looks like the fresher fighter here in the last couple minutes of the third round. What a war. This has been a great card so far. Only two fights in. Still very good. These guys are fucking scrapping here in Arizona. Now, this fight, a lot of people were talking a lot about elevation with Kane. 
uh, and now he's fighting. This is at elevation, but just to put it in reference for everyone watching. I think Arizona, it's at one point one uh, one thousand five hundred feet, whereas Mexico City, where Kane lost the belt to Verdum, was seven thousand and change. Yeah. So it it's completely dwarfed the. It's completely dwarfed. It's by, not even close. By it. This fight is just insane, though. What the hell? Mexico City's at a higher elevation than Denver, so it's insane. It's very literally high. Um, in the embedded for that. Verdum was living on a mountain. Yeah, apparently on a mountain. The goal should either be to get there months in advance or right before. That's what I've heard. Because you want to... Oh, who said that? Um, TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, he said that you want you either want to get there with a, a great deal of time for your body to adjust or right before. And so Verdum. That, so that the shock doesn't have time to affect you just before the fight. Verdum spent several months. Yes, Verdum spent several months and then apparently Kane spent like two weeks, which was just long enough for it to take a serious toll on his body. Oh, That's, Luke drops Barbarena. It's the end of the fight. He just That's won. it. Yep. Luke wins via stoppage against Brian Barbarena. Holy shit. It was going so well. Ten seconds left. That's a war, man. Yeah, that was a war. Luke wins a war, though. He hit fucking hard that fight. I knew those knees were there, man. That's what he hurt him with the first time in the fight. Holy shit. Great performance from, from both guys, to be honest. They both fought their hearts out. Damn. Barbarena, Barbarena was winning that third round. That's such a shame. I hate when that happens. Holy shit. I hate to see that happen, man. I hate it when fighters are winning the round. And I think he won the first, too, so. What that, a fucking bummer. Great that performance is the from most Luque, significant strikes landed in a welterweight three-round fight ever. I believe it. Over 300 significant strikes. Jesus Christ. Get these mans in amb amber lamps. Yeah. <laughs> it's all kinds of broken nose action. Luke's like, uh, Mama, is that you? You baking cookies? Oh my Fuckin goodness. Well, hopefully they both have 50 grand coming their way for that. An extra 50 they grand. They absolutely should. Unless fucking Ninganu just knocks Kane's head into the stratosphere and everyone in Arizona dies of excitement. Damn, the, those knees. So that gives us some time to talk about the main event now. Last of us has been happening in the, in the build-up to this fight. You have Kane coming back from numerous injuries and massive layoffs. Two years, right? Two years since the Travis Brown fight. And then you have Ninganu, who the guy's kind of had an inconsistent past now. Because we're going to talk about a guy. Here's what I think happened with Ninganu. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. I'm fully open to the fact that I might be wrong about this. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think Francis didn't do any groundwork. Lost to Stipe because of it. Then, you know, the way he lost to Stipe, too, wasn't... It's it's when you get knocked out, you can recover a lot more easily than that if, than if you're ground down and beaten. And with Stipe, he was ground down and beaten in that fight. Just, like, completely... All the gas was... All the wind was taken out of his sails. He was drained of energy mm -hmm. and lost the fight off that. So he had a real trouble. He had real trouble with his confidence in the Derek Lewis fight. Goes out there and is so afraid to throw a punch... Because he's so afraid of the takedown, and Derek Lewis so afraid uh, of uh, uh, his back injuries that he was he was having back spasms. I think the morning of the fight, mm -hmm. the, it was one of the most boring heavyweight fights of all time. Probably the most boring. 
But go ahead. So Francis then comes off of that. Everyone hates him. He had driven, drew so much ire from the MMA community. It was ridiculous. Yeah, even some people in Cameroon were like, come on. <laughs> come on, bro. So everyone thinks he's down and out. A wasted prospect. And he fights Curtis Blades, who was his first fight in the UFC originally. Mm -hmm. And he stopped Curtis Blades via, it was a doctor stoppage, TKO. And he knocks out Curtis Blades in the first round in emphatic fashion and shows people that he's still there. And I think he got his confidence back. But here's what I saw in the lead-up for this fight. I did not see in the embedded, in training videos, any groundwork being done. Mm -hmm. Any. I, like, not even, like, in a clip they show him sprawling. Which has me somewhat worried, if I'm being honest. Okay. Do you want, do you want my yeah, take on tell it? Tell me what you think about uh, how I analyzed Ngannou's journey. I think you did a great job. Uh, the only thing I would say about the very end is just because it wasn't filmed doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I think a lot of people think this when UFC fighters don't post to Instagram for some reason. People will be like, oh, so you're not training anymore? You don't care? Like, you don't, you're not into it as much as you used to be? But that's just because they're not posting. And I think people expect things from fighters. Like, they need to upload, uh, their, like, an overview of their training sessions where no, they need to stay up to date. I would never ask that because then you're giving away intelligence exactly. to the opponent. But Especially when you know he's going to fight. You know he's going to fight a high-level wrestler. Why would you show any of your wrestling preparation? Uh, it's pretty easy to not give away the kitten caboodle with uh, showing a basic sprawl, you know, which is something he didn't have against Stipe. You saw, um, you know, he's a very powerful guy, very athletic. No one's disputing that. I'm sure. But he, all the stand-ups. Do you really think over a training camp he didn't go practice his sprawl at all, knowing that he was going to be fighting Cain Velasquez? I'm sure he's been working. I mean, he didn't do any wrestling when he was going to fight Stipe Miocic. Well, who knows? I mean, then the conversation really comes down to whether or not you think he's going to make the same mistake twice. Because he did against Stipe, obviously, because the hype got to his head and he thought he was the second coming, right? The Mike Tyson of MMA, even as Joe Rogan said, the scariest prospect. The scariest. He still is the scariest prospect. I still think if you taught him, if he just worked on the ground six, seven times a week in between his striking and just really grounded out for six months, he could have just defense. I'm not saying he'd have great ground game by any stretch, but he would just have the defense. Wow, did they change their policies? ESPN interviewing someone post-knockout. Interesting. But uh, I agree with you. I think that his focus should primarily be on defensive wrestling. I'm not expecting him to come in there with a fantastic high crotch but or you know like what I'm saying when sweep I say singles that. or anything. People will think that I'm saying that he can have great wrestling in six months, and I don't think that's the case. But I think you can at least have basic defense, which... Yeah, basic takedown defense, work, know how to work back to the cage, get up. the thing is, I up. think just basic techniques for them would be so huge based off his athleticism. Mm -hmm. I agree if completely. If he has a good sprawl, it's tough to take down a 258-pound man Who's 6'4 and strong as fuck, yeah. Good luck. That's what I'm saying. You have to be Cain Velasquez to do that. So... Or a steep amy. If he could do that, if he, like, that's all I'm asking. And I just thought it was uh, significant because you saw a... An absence of it in his training videos. I don't know. I I am hesitant to say that he didn't do any or question whether or not he did any because it wasn't filmed. Uh, I certainly hope so. Because if he didn't, uh, it definitely solidifies my prediction for the main event tonight. Because I already like Kane. So. I think... I would actually, if I were betting money... If I were betting money on this... 
I would put 10 on Ninganu, 5 on Kane. Yeah, I agree. Because... Well, that's just smart betting. Yeah, it's just smart betting. I also think it's illegal. Can you hedge bets? Surely. If you use two separate bookie services, why not? Well, two separate bookie services, right? I, I don't think a bookie, the same bookie site would allow you to place two different bets. Why not? Because you could guarantee you win money every time. I don't know. I think that's I don't know how that works. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't gamble. I you know how much I bet on fights? Never. Now, yeah, I, I would predict, though, that Kane gets the stoppage. Definitely. That'd be the smart pick. But I think that Ningano has way more than a puncher's chance. Which is what a lot of people say, and it pisses me off. I'm actually. I know. Every time someone a says a puncher's chance, you freak out. Well, no, because it's it's a fill-in term, and it's if you talk about actual puncher's chance, when it's like that's all they hope for that their punch lands before the other guys. Those guys win. I think they've won like seven out of a thousand fights. Mm. Whereas when you take a guy like Ningano, where he's deadly knockout power and pretty elite level boxing. And you put him up against a guy in Cain Velasquez who has a huge reach to disadvantage. I think it's totally possible that Francis scores a knockout. Definitely. But the thing is, I think Cain's speed will be a little too much for Francis. Yeah, and I think a lot of our predictions are dependent upon which version of Cain comes to the cage tonight. Right. And I didn't want to say that. But it's you very obvious that different... Different canes. We've seen different canes, right? The cane that fought Travis Brown was a world beater, throwing wheel kicks. Looked that way, looking anyway. so fresh. And then we've seen the cane that fought Verdum and looked stiff and looked tired, tired for the first time. Yeah, I I agree. I think that that attributing that to altitude is the right call, though. I do. I think so, anyway. I'm not sure about it. I'm not sure about it. I'm not completely sold on it. I am. I'm sold on it. <laughs> I'm not. Because I don't think that um, the elevation would really prove that much of a difference, dude. I think it makes a huge difference. We've seen it make a you huge... You ever put on a fucking elevation mask and run on a treadmill? It's devastating. Yeah, so then why would you say it doesn't make that much of a difference? I think it makes a difference. I, I didn't think that it caused the, the, him being tired. I think it was a contributing factor. But really Heavily contributing. Heavily? So are you, are you diminishing Verdum's victory over him? No. What do you mean? I'm not. He won. It's, yeah, but you're blaming you an environmental that. factor. I'm saying the environment was a factor. Yeah. So you think Kane wins that fight at sea level? He certainly has a better chance of winning. That's yeah, obviously. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, don't you think Kane with a better gas tank would stand a uh, better chance of winning the fight? I think that's obvious. I'm not so sure, man. Verdum for that fight had amazing cardio. Like, we're talking the best we've ever seen him. Yeah, he did a better job of preparing to fight at elevation. All right, all right. When has Kane, when is Kane... Wow, you're attributing a lot to him. That's good. Not a lot. I'm saying it was a primary factor in why Kane got so tired. Because we've never seen that in any of his other fights. He's always had outstanding cardio. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one time he fights at an elevation that's over a mile high, he's, he gets tired. Use your words instead of looks. I, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical about that claim. I know that it was definitely a factor. I'm not saying that. But whereas you think it's 80% of why he got tired? No, I, think I never said that. You're think, attributing. Well, you said it's a major factor. It is major. So over 50%. So major over. I said I think it's about 40. I okay. think that Verdum, well, I think it's about 60. I think Verdum literally had a better gas tank. 
Yeah. For that fight. Obviously. Regardless of elevation. Oh, I think you're wrong. Okay. For sure. Scoreboard. What? Scoreboard. Yeah. The score <laughs> the score of a fight that was at elevation, yes. Yeah, it's posted. Yeah, the score of a fight at elevation is posted. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then all the other fights that were not at elevation with Cain Velasquez, look at it. Not involving Fabrizio Verdum? Look at it. Okay, look at look at Fabrizio Verdum's fights that weren't at elevation. Look at them. Yeah, look at them. Yeah. I'm not saying that he had bad cardio. Knockout card- of Mark Hunt. I'm not saying he had bad cardio, but I'm not saying that it was anywhere near Cain Velasquez's. It was great. As good as Cain Velasquez's? Prime Cain? No. Recent Cain? Yes. There's barely a recent Kane. There's barely a recent Kane. He's had like two or three fights in five years. I don't years. know. It just seems like to me like you're diminishing Verdum's win over him. Like a significant I'm not, amount. I'm not diminishing sure. a significant amount. I'm saying he, he better prepared for the fight at, in Mexico City. He did a better job. He won. He did a good job exploiting a, an exhausted Kane. Kane got there at the wrong time. He didn't do a good job of preparing for a fight that was at that location. So he lost. Mm-hmm. Then it, it may be a style mashup. After all, he did get submitted. So perhaps, you know, a wrestler being taken to the ground, uh, taking a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner to the ground proved to be problematic, you know? And maybe if they were to ever fight again, it would happen in a similar fashion. Yeah. Maybe they'll make the same fight again some, in Denver and say, you could suck my some dick, Some could dude. say that the jiu-jitsu was a much bigger factor than the elevation. If he weren't, if he were not to get tired, then maybe the fight would not have even ended up there. So, oh my god, who knows? Suck me, dude. You're so full of shit. <laughs> How? Explain it to me. You're right. You know, you step into seven thousand feet of altitude, and you're immediately exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I think you don't understand how high I that totally is. Understand. Yeah. Do you? Absolutely. I don't think you do. I do. I do. <laughs> Trust me, I fully, I'm fully aware of it. Yeah. I just think that it wasn't a big, as big of a factor as you thought. Sixty percent. Okay, well, he's at altitude today. We'll see. Barely, <laughs> barely, like a seventh of the altitude. All right. If Ninganu wins, I get nothing. Half of your. Rumors. You get a. You get a. I get half of your money. You want a cookie? Canadian, I get half of your money. All the money in your bank accounts, but. I get half of it in ruples. You have to convert it to ruples for me. Fine. Yeah. Because I'm going to hire a Russian assassin to fucking kill you. That's fine. I think you would prefer it if it were you know, in and US then maybe dollars. You can fight the Russian assassin at elevation and then you can use that for the reason that you die. No, I like my odds. <laughs> at elevation? I like my odds. Has he been preparing you're at right, elevation? You're right, you're right. Because uh, then we'll right. both be exhausted. Yeah, you're right. I'll hire, I'll hire an assassin from Mexico City, you cock. Well, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, because he adapted for the fight, and that's exactly why he won. No other reason. No, I never said that. So you always misrepresent you people to strengthen you. Yeah, I literally just said that. Yeah. Yeah, so don't misrepresent me to strengthen your argument. I think it was a factor. Yeah, me too. What are you getting at? Regardless, I think we're talking in circles now. We're yeah, we are. Past each other. Because you have a weird fixation with altitude. I literally, I said it was 60% of the problem. That's it. 60% of why he lost. Yeah, was his own fault. Do you realize how significant that is? 
Yes. Okay. I'd, I'd say that's all. I just wanted. To, I just I'd wanted say you getting on record saying you think sixty percent of the cause of Kane's loss. You attributed forty percent of all the factors. I'd say that's pretty fucking significant too, wouldn't you, buddy? Yeah. No. No. How many factors are there? If there are mo- many, many factors, and one of them gets forty percent. Yeah. There's no. We point. have Alex Caceres versus Cron. Regardless, it's a big deal. Fighting against someone in Mexico City, you have to at least take that it's into account. It's definitely a deal. So how do you think this fight goes? Alex Caceres versus Crone Gracie. Well, we have Alex Caceres, the self-proclaimed Bruce Leroy, versus Crone Gracie. And, you know, Crone Gracie, he's been talked about a lot. He's fought in Ryzen. He's fought in a a bunch of uh, different promotions. And, you know, he's a very decorated jiu-jitsu black belt grappler. Obviously the last name, One of the best. But he's up against a guy in Alex Caceres who has way more MMA experience. Yep. The question is, can Caceres stop it from going to the ground? If he can, easy win. If he can't, it's over. If it goes to the ground, it's going to be finished. I agree. And I, I think it's going to go well for Crone here if I had to bet my money. I would too. I mean, because he's so lethal. I saw in that Ryzen fight... He's striking was so bad, but he just had to get a guy to start to engage with him on the ground. That's all it takes. Literally, the guy, I think, heard him, and Crone just pulled guard. Just pulled him into him. It should be interesting. But Caceres, super athletic guy, he's been off for a while. Has not, I believe he hasn't fought since the Yair Rodriguez fight. Really, has it been that long? He's been gone for a minute. This should be interesting. I am excited. I love when there is a style clash like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking... I'm going to take you up to altitude and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> but first, I'm going to live there for two to three months, so it's a major <laughs> That's factor. That's what you're going to have to do because it's a major <laughs> factor. It's a major factor. A salty record for Alex Caceres. I didn't know you could wear that in the octagon, dude. Crone Grace has got a goddamn singlet on. <laughs> Shut up. JK. My man is all about wrestling right now, though. I am wrong. About what? He has fought numerous times. I'd imagine. I was going to say, wasn't that your Rodriguez that was fight? In 2016. Like, forever ago, yeah. Yeah, it's just that he's had a very turbulent past. So we haven't seen uh, We haven't seen him because he hasn't been on the main cards. Yikes. Most recent fight he had was a, a fight against Martin Bravo that he won. First round finish, soon come. Crone has his... He, he's trying to take the back of Caceres, but Caceres is doing a good job breaking the hands. He hasn't yet. We'll see. This is not what you want to see, though, with three minutes left to work. Three and a half minutes left to work. Oh, no. He's oh, doing no, that right. Gracie thing I hate. Where they start coiling their abdomen like a boa constrictor. Oh, Crone's got the back on the ground. <laughs> it's over. Oh, no. Oh, no. Cool good, fight. Good googly moogly. What have we here? Body lock. Crone's got a body lock in. He's right. working for a choke. This is a wrap here, folks. Oh, my God. Crone Gracie. No punches required. Under the chin already. <clears throat> it's oh, wrap. it's under. It's a wrap. It's under. 
He's doing the traditional grip. Let's see if he switches to a gable. Nope. He's nope. Got it. It's a wrap. Traditional jits. That's it. Crone Gracie, dominant win. Holy shit. Took no time flat. Literally a boa constrictor, not a human being. Whoa, there's one woman in the stands of the Is that his wife? I don't know. There's one woman in the stands of the Crone Gracie shirt who is losing her fucking mind. Let's find out. I'll Google it. I mean, without a doubt, I mean, that's just proof right there that his his jujitsu is totally applicable in the UFC, and it is high level. 14 and 12 for Alex Caceres. So we have Cesar Suarez. Uh, he, he said that I'd second the 60% chance the elevation had a big factor in the fight, but a win is a win. So he holds your position exactly. You know what? I'll admit, I think... Um, hey, Caesar. Thanks, bro. I, might, I agree. I may be wrong on that one. You might, you might have got me on that one. It takes someone else saying something for you to agree with me, you son of a bitch. It's because you're so adamant. It makes me want to disagree. I know. That's what it is. Well, it's because you take such forever hard line, the line, just like our other co-host, Matt. You take such hardline stances that I'm almost obligated to say. How dare you compare my stances to Matt's? Because he'll be like, so-and-so's not a legend. And then I'll just stand <laughs> by it. And I'm like, whoa! I'm just saying oh, that. Well, oh, Rashad Evans. Yeah. That's what he said. Let's not bring that up. Because yeah. he's not here to defend himself. That being said, exactly. That being said, I'm just saying that a fight in, in Mexico City is a major factor, and I think that is that's difficult to dispute, my friend. Dude, and Caesar you know and I, I'm going to move out all to over Mexico City and only take fights in Mexico City. And guess what? I'll be fucking. Undefeated. You'd have a better chance of winning. I'll be undefeated, dude. Assuming that the guy doesn't move out there two months early and lives on a fucking foothill. Did you see Tommy Toehold? No. Hilarious guy. He found the town that had the lowest elevation, the negative elevation. And he's and uh like he made a sketch where Kane was trying to convince Dana to have the fight there. That's hilarious. I think it was like Boma Valley in like California. It's like minus two hundred feet. And he's like, Come on, Dana. <laughs> UFC Boma Valley, and there's like two hundred people in the town. That's hilarious. You know, apparently there's something to that. I think you're supposed to train at a very low elevation. And then sleep at a very high elevation for like. Well, Caesar Suarez, uh, Juarez, sorry, I correct myself on that one. Uh, he said uh, he fights twenty minutes away from Big Bear, and he spars down at the Bell Gardens. That is huge. I was gonna say I know that a lot of fighters have been training. Who? Uh, Caesar. Oh, he does. Yeah, he does. Oh, good for you. And Caesar. I know a lot of fighters That's have actually up. started doing that. They'll go up to Big Bear to train. Mm-hmm. And then coming back down and being like, "Oh my god!" Or is it train high, no, sleep no, no. low? Well, I don't know. One of those is supposed to be more Either beneficial. Either way, it's great. I know a ton of fighters go out to Big Bear. Uh, Tyson Fury stayed up in Big Bear. I would love fight. to have that luxury. Where we live, we just have to train and sleep it's at flat, sea level. Baby. It's <laughs> flat. It's flat. Where are the closest mountains? Uh, Georgia. Georgia. Florida Georgia line, dude. Don't. What? Don't you dare. There are no mountains there. <laughs> Just great music. Just great music, I was going to say. <laughs> Fuck, poor Alex Caceres, man. 
That sucks, dude. That's what... Have you ever seen the guys that Damien... But you know the nice thing? That Damien Maya He could beats? fight again tomorrow because Crone did no damage. Exactly, but... Just strangled him. Here's the thing. When you get when you lose like that against a jiu-jitsu guy, it's so much worse than getting knocked out. It really is. It's not, though. Yeah, it is. I don't think so. I'll because he's what. known for striking. If he were known for his submission defense, well, like Wilson Heiss, let me finish. then it would be upsetting. I'm Go. saying here's why it's upsetting. It's because it's just complete domination. You can get caught with a punch. You can't get caught with being systematically taken down and strangled. Yeah, but that just means those skills are not in your repertoire. That's not what he's known for. What? So you're taking it to the specific fighter? Rather than generalizing it? Yeah, I'm talking about this fight. Yeah, this fight. Uh, uh, MMA fighters, I think MMA Wouldn't fighters it be by much and large, worse? MMA fighters by and large. Would it not be much worse for Alex that you can get, No, I think MMA fighters by and large recognize that you can get clipped. But it is much harder to swallow the fact that you were just dominated. And you see guys that get beaten by Damian Maya, and they're just defeated. It's not necessarily like like a guy who gets clipped with a punch. Those guys are just upset. They're like, yeah, oh, but let's man, not let's not caught. contribute it attribute it all to chance. Alex Caceres is known for being a dynamic kickboxer, right? And would it not be more demoralizing or more defacing for his character? If Crone were to go in there and fucking outstrike him. I think and then getting kick him submitted in the face. is worse. Because you voluntarily... Hey, guess what? We disagree. Yeah, again. you voluntarily admit you lose with a submission. Whereas I think with a knockout, a lot of fighters can chalk it up to, I, I got caught. That's the fight game. Yeah, if it were competitive on the feet, and then they do get clipped. No. Yes. Regardless... You think all submission losses are more upsetting than I think a knockout? Absolutely. Getting a submission is more I think it's more upsetting more if you're known for your I think it's if more you're known for your jiu-jitsu okay. and then you get submitted. I think, I think that's worse. If you're known that's, for your That's a, you're adding a whole different variable. No, I'm not. If I'm you're known for your kickboxing and then you get knocked out. I'm saying getting more, submitted I think is more significant than getting knocked out. And you're adding in, well if he's prided on his jiu-jitsu yeah, of yeah. course, and that that's a maximizing circumstance. A fight by fight basis. It's a ma- no, it's a that's a max. That's a different circumstance. I'm saying just in the sheer ways to lose. What's more humiliating? And I you're don't throwing know. in all of this extra stuff. I think about- I think that's a weird debate. It is tough though because with a submission, it it does hurt yeah. your character, and that you're saying you got me. Mm-hmm. But then it's also pretty embarrassing. For most people, I don't think it's embarrassing at all because I have some understanding of what it, of like. What could possibly happen when you step in the octagon? You know, you're gonna, you could get knocked out. You have to realize that that is a possibility. But for some people, they might think that it's embarrassing for other people to watch them go unconscious. You know what I mean? So I get that that's an, that could be embarrassing. But then for a submission, you're admitting, okay, you beat me. Yeah. Who are you texting, bro? You on Tinder? No, I'm checking the chat. Okay. You on Tinder though? Yeah, I'm talking to your bitch. She's on Tinder? Yeah. Tell her I said, what's up, dude? Yeah, she sends her regards. Thanks. Tell her I said it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anthony Lionheart Smith versus John Jones. What the fuck, man? How do you think that fight's going to go? <laughs> you agree with the rest of the world? I do. Because that's one lopsided fight. You good, bro? Yeah, yeah. I would say that. Hello, yeah. you having a stroke? Smile. I'm gonna I'm run thinking, through the acronym. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Facial droopage. 
You're going to go through the whole acronym, aren't you? The forehead's been spared. Yeah, exactly. You definitely definitely would go through the whole acronym, for sure. I'm not. But, um, yeah, it's lambs to the proverbial slaughter. It's rough. Um, I think it's going to look like... Father and son. No, the clo- no, that's disrespectful. <laughs> I'm just Smith. joking. <laughs> I think it's going to look exactly like, if you want a prediction, th- on a scale of dominance, it's going to look Daniel Cormier, Volkan, Uzdemir. I agree. I actually agree with you. On this, awesome. end of this alone, I don't think you're horribly, awesome. hey, look at me, horribly wrong. Yeah. You want a drink? I'm about to get a drink. No, I'm good. All righty. Kane Velasquez, though, walking up to the arena now. That's a purple jacket. That, that, he looks like Barney. I mean, it's more of a velvety. Hey, your face says Shrek, but that jacket says Barney. What's up? Dude, have you ever seen that clip? Oh, my God. It was one of the most cringy clips I've seen put out by the UFC. It was at a, was a media junket for one of Kane's fights. And um, the, the reporter was like, you're really large. You're a big guy. And you know you're Mexican, so would you be upset if we called you the Shrexican? That's hysterical. And Dana White was like, "This is the heavyweight championship champion of the world. Rocky doesn't hop up and rip your head off." It is a bit disrespectful, yeah. Definitely not what I would want. It to all depends on whether or not that hurts your feelings being called Shrek. Would that hurt your feelings, Shrek? Yeah. Yeah. Shrek pretty- is a horribly out of shape ogre. Kane is a professional athlete. But then he ends up with Fiona, and she's fine. As is a she, human. As a human. You, yeah, but then she reverts to ogre form and is harshly unfuckable. To you. Not to the ogre version yeah, of you. Right. You know, maybe the, the film could be reinterpreted as a body positivity film. No, don't do this. Yeah. I like Shrek. Don't ruin because it. Because it, it could be all about forming body positivity, because at first Shrek isn't comfortable in his own skin, so he lives in seclusion. And Fiona, she tries to do a obtain these uh, uh, unfair beauty standards, these unrealistic beauty standards. And even though she gets really close, she's a beautiful princess, she's unhappy with how she looks. That's not who she really is. Hey, fuck law school, dude. Be an English teacher in the fifth grade and make way more out of a story than is actually there. Dude, it's so true, though. Think about it. Fiona likes being gross. She likes playing in the mud. She liked doing all that stuff in the film. That's how they bonded. Oh, yeah? So she, this whole time, was pretending to to maintain these beauty standards. All the while, she just wanted to pig out, you know? Oh. Scoop seconds at oh. Golden Corral. I feel like I passed out there. It was so boring. I'm sorry. You know what got me? You know what got me? Now that we'll actually talk about something that's interesting. I don't... Hey, look at me. Don't ruin Shrek. Don't ruin Shrek. Yeah. You know what r- ruined a movie for me? Shark, a shark tale? Or what is shark tale? Right? It's about people being gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> you have to do the Seinfeld. Not that there's anything there's wrong not, with There's not. There's not. But you can't tell me that that movie's not about accepting homosexuality. It's 100% about that. Because you got this shark who wants to be a dolphin, and his entire family is fucking livid that he's a dolphin. It is, it is so clearly obvious. Well, no, it's, it's not that he's a dolphin. It's not that he wants to be a dolphin. He do identifies as a dolphin. No. What? That is not the film. He is a vegetarian shark. Oh, right. So sharks traditionally like meat, and he's the one that is a vegetarian. And it's challenging. And he pretends to be yeah. a dolphin so they don't recognize he's him. Effeminate. I remember the movie now. It's it's a symbol for him being effeminate and gay. And his dad's like, what? You're, be a real man. Eat some meat. Go out with your brothers. 
kill some fish. And he's like, I forgot I just what wanna, Shark Tale's about, I he's guess. He's like, I just want to color books and eat kelp. Hey, guess what, though? It's a great movie. Well, yeah. It's, not, it's like this, you know, another movie that was about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all about gay. It was all about gay. Why am I such a misfit? All the elves are making toys. He's the only one that wants to be a dentist. What well, are dentists? Know. What are dentists? Gay. <laughs> well, I was going to say that it just could be about being a social outcast, and it's not always about homosexuality. Did you hear his voice? Maybe so. I mean, I hate to say this because it's so cheesy, but I'm shocked that something is that on the nose in a movie about Rudolph. I know. I hate me too. <laughs> Courtney Casey. Bit oh, of a I love salt, this. I love doing this bit show. Bit of a salty record on her. Eight and six. A bit? That's, that's, that's Alice just Caceres now at 14 and 12. Yeah, that's worse. Yikes. <laughs> hey, you know what I love about this sport, bad. though? It's not boxing, man. Boxing, they were talking about um, who lost? Amir Khan. How many losses does Amir Khan have? In boxing? Yeah. I think he has two... Can you look that up for me? But people, like, after he lost a couple of fights, they're like, oh, man, Amir Khan sucks. And I'm like, what? The world, the boxing world is different, though. It's very, it's not uncommon at all to see someone who's 25 and 0. Absolutely, because they're very strategic with how they pick fights. But. Dude, they still haven't gotten divorced? No, him, Amir Khan and his wife? Absolutely not. They got back together. Oh, no. He actually loves her, dude. He got her back from that other boxer. You mean the one she, that she cheated on him with? Yeah. With was it him. Anthony Joshua? That's what he was joking about, right? Yeah. Poor Amir Khan. Jesus. Where the fuck is his record? Yeah, there's no way he outperformed oh, Anthony Joshua. Hey. Relax. Hey, let's be real. Oh, he's fighting Terrence Crawford, dude, in April. Yeah, he's going to get fucked up. Yeah. He's fighting the best boxer in the world right now. <laughs> Not envious. Uh, he is Bud 33 and four, 33 and four. So four losses and people are like, lost Oh yeah. Canelo. Okay. Danny Garcia. Okay. So amazing. Fighters. Lamont Peterson. Don't know who that is. Breedy Prescott. I know Danny Swift Garcia and Canelo, obviously. Yeah. Hey, why does Canelo fight on the Cinco de Mayo? I don't know, man. If we're going to talk about, like, boxing, I've never understood that. Is it, is it like, a cultural thing? Because I've heard, and any of our Hispanic viewers can prove me wrong, but one of my professors was telling me that Cinco de Mayo is way bigger in America than it is in Mexico. They are Mexican. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I've Do you know what it means for me? Half-price Moe's bowls. I was going to say, I literally just drink tequila. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I drink tequila, and like a dirty cultural appropriator, I eat chips and salsa. That's what he does anyway. Dude, chips and salsa, they're fucking fire, bro. But I'm super excited for to see Kane back in action, man. Does he still have that cage around his spine? Yeah, they didn't remove it. It's still there. What are we doing? That's like when I found out that uh, Tony Ferguson has a rod in his forearm. Does he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he has a plate. Holding what? Holding his, um, one of the bones in his forearm. Which one? Together. You can make me coin flip it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You still don't know though? I mean, I know that one's the radius and one's the ulna. You want me to give you a little... Ulna radius. Nailed it, buddy. High five. I took biology. 
They don't cover that in biology. They absolutely do. Human biology. In a generic biology class? Anatomy. Well, there you go. Do you know how I remembered it when yo, I first dude, learned yo, it? No. Maybe, maybe if you were going to school, man. I always learned it because I went, that's rad. And the bone uh, closest so, to my thumb. You're such a The nerd. bone closest to my thumb is the radius. So Probably. how many days out of the year when you were in high school did you get your lunch money taken? Like 130. <laughs> like a very high percentage, I was going to say. That's until you found anabolic steroids, right? Yeah, about then. <laughs> about then. <laughs> right about then. And then things started to change, both physically and <laughs> Matt, socially. our co-host, uh, hit me up. He called me out on the Cinco de Mayo. Any chance to drink? Really? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It's no, he doesn't need a special occasion. What do you mean? <laughs> you're like, now, it, now it's the perception that I'm just fucking... No, he's certainly not an alcoholic. No. Cokehead, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I have a great business idea. Yeah, right. No. I mean, no. you heard earlier, I do have great business ideas. Yeah, no. All jokes aside, you're rather... Dude. You're a square. Michael you're Venom square. Page should start breeding and selling exotic dangerous snakes. <laughs> what is wrong in with you? In his free time. In his no, free time. No, that's terrible. That's a terrible <laughs> He would have idea. no employees. He would do it all himself. That's the... Well, Robert... Robert the Reaper Whitaker should like what work at Hollow Scream in yeah. this off season. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, no, he should he should become a hitman. Yeah, mm. fucking, but only for the elderly. He should kill old people. Yeah, why? Why? No, he would get called in for families where they would just be like, I think it's grandma's ready. Oh, to like go. palliative care. Yeah, <laughs> like I think grandma's ready to go, and then and they'd be like calling Rob, There's and he no just starts back fucking dropping elbows. <laughs> Robert Whitaker's. <laughs> She's like, I've had a good life, and he just fucking brings down an elbow and just ends her, like Mortal Kombat. And then just cut to, like, the x-ray from Mortal Kombat, where her eyes are just... He's just walking around comfortable care facilities, like, <laughs> Oh my god, go to the light! Exactly. <laughs> but the only thing I worry about, you know, he's very busy with his training, Michael Venom Pages. So I feel like it's very dangerous for him to also handle the snakes, but... The whole point they're buying it from him is so he's the handler, you know? It's in his name! Yeah. It is in his name. You're so fucking silly. I have silly. great ideas, dude. It's, it's going to work You're out. a silly goose, man. Fighters, contact me. Yeah, I bet. I bet. They'll be chomping at the bit. Hey, your line, it's getting blown up. Just wait. It really is. Hey, Bruce Buffer doesn't look like a goddamn tablecloth. Looks Finally. good. Looks good. Who do you like in this fight? Cynthia Calvillo versus Courtney Casey. I'm not a big fan of Cynthia Calvillo. Why? Her face? No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, are you a fan of Cindy Calvillo? I am. She does look like she has an attitude. She's a, she is horrible RBF. Well, no, because I heard that... um Horrible case of the RBFs. Me too, girl. Look. Uh, uh, shout out to Mr. I'm Not a Robot in the chat saying, Cameron, te Cameron's TED Talk, Shark Tale and Shrek, a meta-analysis. Dude, I actually think... Don't forget Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, I'm, you know, when Cinco de Mayo's around, I'm piped for those half price margaritas. I am so secure in my masculinity, you better believe I'm having one. I hate those. This guy wouldn't even get close to a nectarini. No, I wouldn't. Because he has so much ingrained traditional masculinity. It has nothing to do with that. Don't need the sugar. No, it's the sugar. I was going to say, it's even. Oh, wait. So you take my comically made up reason and you come up with a more pretentious real reason. That's what I do. 
That's my life. Virtually identical. Who? But yeah, I don't want the sugar. I do not want the sugar. That's why these... Oh, shit. You know what I was thinking about? Dude, do you ever realize how literally companies... Synthetic Covey is scrappy as fuck. Companies will make a uh, ad for, like, cigarettes mm-hmm. geared towards kids and everyone freaks out. But then you can literally have something like a pixie stick for sugar. And that's completely marketable to kids. It's pretty fucked. I remember I was on a field trip and they gave me... I bought a, like, a three-foot pixie stick that was, Why? like, this thick. Don't, hey, could you not conform to stereotypes always? <laughs> they were selling for like five bucks and I was on a field trip. And you know when you go on a field trip and you're a little kid and your parents give you like ten dollars, you feel like a king. Guys, I want to picture this. A chunky little baby boy. Okay. <laughs> Sucking his parents, his stick. parents gave him ten dollars to spend on the field trip. And he runs right into the candy store and gets a pixie stick that's as tall as he is. <laughs> and he stands and there. And it's about as long as my cock. <laughs> and I just start. Yes. Yeah, apparently Cameron w- was fucking raised near a nuclear waste factory. <laughs> it's my one And for some power. reason, the only thing hard. that grew was can't, his dick. Can't get hard. Yeah. It's so long. <laughs> and when it fills with blood, he passes out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I get mildly aroused, I get lightheaded. How how funny would that be if someone cursed you? And, and I have a, I have like, and you could no, kidnap- no, I get a genie and I wish for the world's biggest dick. And, and you he could- gives me, it's an evil genie and he gives me a four foot dick. Yeah. And I every time you get hard, hard, you pass out so you can never consent. So then you have to, every second. Wait, I'm still hard though. Yeah. You stay hard. So then you have to like have this completely not sexy sec- discussion with all of your future sexual partners where you're like, listen, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Keep going. Because I'm loving what's happening. <laughs> Dude, then I'll just set up cameras all around my house. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who are you with? Where so she's, I can rewatch She's immediately fine with no, just no. being your actress. I wouldn't tell her about the cameras. Obviously. Oh, my God. So many, so many crimes happening. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. We've already, I'm already getting raped, essentially, every time I have sex now. You know, I get, I get some retaliation. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, Cor- Cynthia Calvillo. I was gonna say, citing Courtney Casey. She literally just slapped Courtney Casey right in the eyeball. Cynthia Calvillo. I think she's one of those chicks that where she actually the goal of it was originally to get fit. She went to MMA, became a fighter, and I was like, I'm like, that's what you do. <laughs> still- <laughs> Fuck. He's still working you. on it though. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> That's so funny. Tell me you're not just like Bitch Cohea, though. Dude, literally. <laughs> you no, both. Bitch Cohea literally was like, I want to lose some pounds. Yeah, and you're both like, I have the best stand up in the world. <laughs> I, I jokingly, tongue in cheek. Like, I know. I know. I don't actually think I have the best stand up in the she world. She does, though. Let's, we I saw mean, what happened there. I mean, I have the best jujitsu in the world. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyone who's seen me, it's bad. It's very bad. His top game's not terrible. Yeah, I'm a massive man. I, th- I would hope my top game would be terrible. Uh, good. You know? Yeah. It's like the, what's that sumo fighter that had MMA fights? You know what I mean? I remember. I know he has a crazy about. foreign name, though. Where it's like Yikino. Oh, shit. Where his top game was literally just smush. Mm, or Akibono, yeah. dude. Akibono, his game was smush, too. Mm. Maybe we'll see a finish. What do you think? 
I don't think it's going to happen. Calvillo's a massive favorite, though. I think it's like minus 350. We got some fire. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Fuck it. Fuck it, dude. Who's fighting right now? We have Cynthia Calvillo fighting Courtney Casey. Yeah, 20 seconds left in the first round. It's been Courtney Casey holding the center of the ring. She's dominated Octagon Generalship. Yeah. She's been in just some tough fights. They threw her in there against top-level talent. That's the problem I have with the strawweight division. Like the light heavyweight division, anytime you get, like, two wins, they're like, you want a title shot? They do that. They throw people to the you wolves way tomorrow? too quickly. Same thing with the heavyweight division. The heavyweight, you get one solid win over, like, rank, rank 15 Possible contender. Rank 15 yeah. heavyweight, and they're like, so you want a title shot at the end of the year? Yeah, exactly. Against uh, Alistair Overeem? Yeah, unless you're Sage Northcutt, and then it's like, you lose one fight, you go on a three-fight win streak, and then they're like, see ya. see ya. And then they just let one championship sign him. I did not even know he was a one-championship athlete. Damn, the new Silverado looks clean as fuck. And I also didn't know that Chatri is letting people watch the UFC, uh, the one pa championship interviews. People in America get to watch him for free. Yeah. It's like overseas how BT Sport gets all the pay-per-views for UFC free. is free. We're Over getting now. that for one championship, and I'm like, oh my god, I guess we just became a one ambassador. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of one ever since they got Gary Tonin. I've been watching. I've been a bigger fan when they got DJ. He hasn't fought yet, so I can't say. But I'm looking forward to him fighting. I think it's going to be kind of silly. Should be dominant. Oh, pretty silly out in the fact that he's stupid gonna, dominant. Yeah, is what I'm expecting. Yeah, I agree. Courtney Casey's running. See, to after the those two wars, though, anything w would be disappointing. Anything else? The second round is underway. Four forty-nine, forty-eight, forty-seven, forty-six. See, I think Cynthia Calvillo is better on the feet than you give credit. She's pretty dynamic. Yeah, and you know, and I have a 50-inch box jump. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Cameron's, uh, his vert is just as sad as Sophie's choice. Dude, it's actually depressing. I was, um, I was actually playing basketball with my friends, and they wanted to test my vert, which I thought was cruel. Because they knew, you know. They, you know, know. they knew it wasn't good. <laughs> and I'm know. like, you're trying to embarrass me right well, now. Well, they knew it was bad. I just don't think they fully And grasped. it's a straight vertical jump, which means I'm not bending my legs. Yeah. Like, to cheat. Because, you know, box jump, that's not your vert. They're very different. I know. I'm just I'm just stating that. So, like, when I explain the actual distance I covered, people aren't like, what? Yeah, a box jump, it's like total clearance, jumping You bring something. your feet up. Like, that I could do much more, but I think I got, like, eight inches off the ground with my vert. Fuck, bro. Fuck. Fuck is right. I'm not a jumper. Really? I come from very sedentary people. Sedentary and stoic. No, we're related, and I my vert's pretty good. Well, no. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're, uh, what is it called? Gay. <laughs> and, and they, they're less dense. It's true. <laughs> Masculinity. I use my fairy wings. Masculinity releases hormones, and uh, it actually weighs you down. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I just got so much test in my system. That's what it is. <laughs> I got these big fucking brass balls yeah. <laughs> that keep me closer to the Earth's core. <laughs> they're just, they're absolutely brutal. Whereas, Anthony you know, Calvillo trying to take the back of Courtney Casey. They call estrogen the jumping hormone. I'm shocked you haven't heard about that. Then why is the WNBA so shit? We have a question in the chat. Any word on DC versus Stipe? Well, the last that I heard was in the news. DC said that uh, Stipe was entitled because he got knocked out in the first round and DC did not owe him a rematch. So he said, I will not fight Stipe Miocic. And then you have Stone Cold Stipe shooting back over Twitter. He's like, you know what, man? You're just going to run from me. You're just looking for money, DC. And DC already stated because of his back injury that was it a back or a shoulder? I think it was a back. Uh, due to his back injury, his back. he's not retiring as planned by his 40th birthday. He's going to fight on after it. Yeah, I, that's the last I heard as well. He's not going to fight Stipe, though. No, he said he's not fighting Stipe. And it's probably the smartest thing for him because I think Stipe gives him a lot of trouble. I agree completely. I think you're absolutely right for once. Because if we look... If we look at the first round, yeah, you almost got it on me. If we look at the first round of that fight, Stipe was controlling the fight completely. Then got viciously eye poked, and then uh, shortly thereafter. Are you attributing most of his loss to the eye poke? I think it was 60%. And we've come full circle. Caesar, let's talk some sense into this fool. Oh, we're going to eat. You guys are going to gang up on me. Yeah. Maybe you are Caesar. Maybe it's deep cover. Definitely. It's me. I'm picking up my phone and uh, yeah, typing under it like an alias. That'd be funny. I wouldn't doubt it, dude. Got our boy Jason Herzog in there reffing. Yep. There's some there's been some weird decisions lately. Right? You had the TJ one, and then you had uh, what was the one recently? There was another one that was like, ooh. Shit. Shouldn't have bought it up into a UFC that. finish? No. Fuck, why can't I think of it? What uh what was the decision? Was it too sh- soon or too late? Anything. Give me something to go. I have on nothing so I can to give you. It. I have nothing. Nothing to about give you. it? No. Well you have TJ Dillashaw and we were we were watching other decisions. And I said, with the decisions that have been happening, it kind of makes you scratch your head, right? When you compare the TJ Dillashaw what am I thinking of? versus Henry Cejudo stoppage. We were watching an older fight. We were watching Chia Congo versus Pat Berry. And we were marveling at that's like how that wasn't stopped. I was watching an old fight. I was watching the, the uh, second Curtis Blades and Nganu fight in preparation for this event. Yeah, and we saw that. And that's a very good stoppage. It was good. It was good, <clears throat> but it was kind of a similar body language up until... I thought that it was a more clear stoppage than the TJ Cejudo, so I don't know. I think that's a terrible stoppage. The more I see, the more clear it is to me that uh, that was a bad stoppage. The more fights I see. I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree. It definitely was. Oh, that's what we were watching. We were watching... Uh, Nick Diaz versus Paul Daly. The oh, highlight. Nick Diaz versus Paul Daly too in Strike Force. Yes, back where in Strike Force. Paul Daly rocks him. Shit rocks him. Yeah, with a left hook. Extra hurt. It follows it up with ground strikes, and it was ten times worse than uh, the T.J. Dillashaw Henry. Cerrito We're talking fight. six strikes unanswered to the side of the head while someone's on all fours. And it was not called. Not called. Not called at all. 
But then you have TJ, who loses his equilibrium and is in on a shot, and the fight stopped. And it's just like... And then it sucks for both fighters. We've discussed this at length, but to run through it quickly, it sucks for both fighters because you can't fault Cejudo for being happy. For being happy, you can't wipe the smile off his face. You know, he got his hand raised, and you can't take anything away from him because he did perform well, even though it was like a twenty-second fight. But at the same time, it sucks for TJ, robbed TJ, because he didn't get to show his skills at all. So it's just it's shit all around. They'll do the rematch, though. I'm sure. When you hear about the preparation he was going through for that fight, though, you're just like, oh, that's what's heartbreaking, right? That's what's heartbreaking. Oh god! I mean, he was just punishing himself. Still can't breathe. It's terrible. You're gonna die. Yeah. You know what it is? It's the altitude. It's a major factor. Yeah. Right. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Maybe it, what? We can't be much lower. Certainly. Certainly, it would be beneficial to be lower, I suppose. I don't know what that would do for my sinuses. You know what it might be? Has what? your memory start to go, started to go? It might be the first onset signs of syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no. You know, you did forget the Paul Daly-Nick Diaz fight. Yeah. And you're feeling under the weather? <laughs> I think it's starting to take its toll. I haven't done anything to warrant contracting syphilis that, I'm, that I know of. <laughs> yeah, I was going to hear like... <laughs> well, we all know that I tend to pass out right before yeah. sex <laughs> as my dick fills with blood. So who knows? Yeah, Maybe yeah. I did. Definitely, this is just a back and forth fight. It's between Courtney match. Casey and Calvillo. You know the crazy thing? I barely watched what happened the first two rounds. Anybody yeah. win? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly somebody's winning. I don't know who, though. Cam, the immovable object. All respect. Cam don't need no vert. Yeah, I don't need a vert. I'm very, I'm very bulky. You know? It's all mass. All muscle, too. Fucking <laughs> shut up. Oh you my know, God. You ever see, like, strongman that competitors? I made my skin crawl. You, ever make strong, you see strongman competitors? That's me. It is, though. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because <laughs> if you saw my lips, you'd be like, oh, is that a soccer mom? Yeah. Just okay. got some wide birthing hips. And then I just <laughs> turn around, I'm like, what? His bar like, set up I with the weight. I take out and I'm like, what? What's His up? bar set up with the weight. And someone looks at the bar and they're like, who the fuck is lifting this? And then he walks over. This guy walks over and is like. <laughs> Dude, I actually, a girl made fun of my noises recently that I make when I'm lifting. Kind of pissed me off. It's a chick I had, had classes with before, and she was like, uh, by the way, powerful noises. Because I, I did a little bit of a bitch, like, ah, oh, like when I was fucking, like, <laughs> like, like a very soft man climaxing, just fucking ah oh, at the end. And I was like, come on, man, I'm doing my best in here. Yeah, someone postu post once postulated this theory that if you're noisy in the gym, you're also noisy during sex. Like oh, those yeah. people who lift you're like, Aah! those are the people who are like, fuck yeah, baby, fuck yeah. Dude, guys who oh. do that, I don't even know what to say, oh, guys. Yeah. If you're constantly talking, you're a sociopath. Yeah, something's Or wrong. severely insecure. You're severely, I think it's both. I think it's both. I think a lot of like vocal. I think a lot of it stems from insecurity. If nonstop, you're like, yeah, you like this dick. Yeah, you like that. You like you that like shit. That? Please tell me you like it. <laughs> and then they'll get, they'll get, they'll get their feelings hurt halfway through and be like, you haven't responded no, yet. No, because like these white bitches, they'll just be like, deeper. They'll just stop. They'll stop. They'll just hit you up with the deeper. And then he realizes I'm already hitting it diagonally and as hard <laughs> as I can. 
like he was like, this I'm already getting the extra half inch that you get from like pushing your pubic bone. No, in. it's it's literally like hips to hips, and she's like more. And <laughs> I'm just like, and he's like, I'm nothing else to give. Um, you like that shit? And she's like, deeper, harder. We're done now. It's and, over. Yeah, exactly. It's over. And he's like, I already gave you the maximum force and pressure. Hey, you've ruined this. You've ruined this experience. But yeah. Yeah, don't make noises in the gym, though, obviously. And that's obvious. I try not to. Maybe the last couple reps, you get Exa like... A, that's what it was. It was like I was finishing, and that's what the ugh was. Don't was, do it was, that. It wasn't an ugh, I th there's See, more. I made it masculine. It was the... Ugh. I'm giving more credence to the, the sex uh, theory was, because you're being too you're being too silly with this shit. Right. It was, and the proper way uh, to do it is literally to be like nine and ten. That's what you do. You don't go. Ah, no, no, I didn't do that. Ah. It's more of a. Uh, there you like that. That people are gonna use that as an ASR, ASMR loop to come. I feel violently later. ill. No, hey, I promise you, no one's gonna use that to come. They absolutely will. No one. No one. No one. Man nor woman. No one. Oh, Cavio and Courtney Casey throwing now. Trading. Trey trading. I think Courtney Casey might have won. I haven't watched that fight at all. I didn't watch a single bit of it. Uh, who won? I mean, if Courtney Casey loses this fight. Then what's her record? Eight and seven? Eight and seven. What are we doing, huh? Hoofa. Fuck me. <laughs> right. What do you say to that, dude? That's a rough record. It's a tough road. It's a tough road. You feel me? God bless the lonely road. <laughs> no, it's the broken, broken road. road. I was trying to think of that. Dude, every every single uh, like wedding video. Have you ever seen wedding videos? Can we talk about this really quick in between the Can fights? we just talk about that song first, though? Because That's what I'm saying. Let me get... I'm gonna get to it. Please do. And then we can do it. Please, please do, because please. every girl says the song so romantic. Dude. And it, and it makes me mad. Uh, yeah. It makes me mad. We're gonna get to that. Okay, go ahead. So, the hell of these cringy-ass wedding videos, which, first of all, if you are making a wedding video... I'm mad thinking about if this If you song, are making but... a wedding video to show to other people and not keep it as, like, a memory for you and your spouse, you're a vain person. That's cool. We're just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know right now, vain. All right, moving on. And then it's this, and it, first of all, these things are shittily produced. Always. It's always made in iMovie with like the worst text background, like the glittery one. That's the stock one. And they're We're like, losing sight. Focus on the song. Getting to it. I I'm think because I think some it. wedding and videos then, are fine. No. Because in the background, you always have these garbage songs. And it's like the same five songs. It's, um,. It's Broken Road. Jason Derulo, 3005. That's Childish Gambino. No. Th 3005 is by Childish Gambino. Oh, 105 is the number yeah. that comes to him. Yeah. That one. Yeah, um, that one. Not 3005. Like, just that would work too, though. Corny shit like that. And Broken Road is probably the biggest example of the corniest, most piece of shit, pop country garbage I've ever heard. Why, though? I, if you don't mention it, I will. Because the implication of that song is that uh, God bless all of those dudes, all that dick I had to sift through. All the no, it's about having you had a terrible dating past. Yeah, sorry I fucked all these people, but I'm glad I found you eventually. That's too dark. That's more of a fatalist view than I was going for. I was more going for. It's so generic. Literally, listen to the lyrics of the song. It's the most. It's it's like a high school, high school 
drama student mm-hmm. who was trying to be profound, and he wrote it, and everyone else was like, <clears throat> cool. Eight and seven. Wow. Officially. Cynthia Cavillo beats Courtney Casey. Courtney Casey now falls to eight and seven. Yikers. What do we do from here? Where do you go? That's the big question. Remax? Sell houses? Dude, that Ali Quinta video was set. Uh, uh, he did an interview with Brendan Schaub. And Schaub was being a little dicky. I'm not going to lie. Why? Because he was kind of like clowning him about selling houses. And I'm like, well, you know, Ali Quinta had a, had a rightful beef with the UFC after the Reebok deal. He lost quite a bit of money on that. And I can completely see him being mad pretty justifiably, actually. It's a bummer. But I'm still... I'm I like I like Alec Quinta, though, because he's from New York. Yeah, you like those New York boys? Yeah. Sarah Longo <clears throat> all the way? Yeah, I identify with him more. I like Sarah BJJ. Matt Sarah, he, he's what really makes me listen. I like Jim Norton, but... Matt Sarah is what really draws me into um, UFC Unfiltered. The UFC Unfiltered podcast. Yeah, right? I agree. It's good shit. I don't know why you dislike Cynthia Cavillo. She's very nice. Yeah, I like her. What are you doing, man? You on I, Tinder? I'm reading our chat. You on Tinder? No, I'm reading our chat. Because, you know, I got to keep up on the chat. The peeps need their voices heard. Which one? Because everybody who knows us knows that we stream to Facebook, YouTube, uh, that's what Periscope, I'm so I have the, and Twitch. I have the Herculean task of cycling through all of the streams looking at the refuse that some of you put in here and I have to read it. The darkness. A lot of it's total shit. Like dick jokes, but not funny ones like dark ones. <laughs> <laughs> We're all comedians sometime. Gotta give them a time to shine, baby. Yeah, Caesar. Caesar coming to our YouTube, but also on the Facebook with a very valid point. This is back when we were talking about MVP. Also, shout out to Matthew Winners. Thanks for coming to the cast. Appreciate you. But um, Caesar brought up a good point. He said, you think MVP got a better edge on the scorecard because they were trying to keep his record undefeated? Hey, and that's, absolutely. That's that passive bias that I was talking about. It's not that they were cognizantly like, I'm giving this fight to MVP. They were more like, Oh, MVP is going to be undefeated. That'd be cool to see. There's definitely the greatness, and you don't even you, you don't even acknowledge you're doing it. It's an unconscious it bias. Like we always say, like we don't know who's going to. This. I just want to see a good fight, and then back in your mind, you're like, I hope he wins he, the entire time because people and even though you love really don't to have witness a dog in the fight, you want to see greatness. Exactly, people love to witness greatness, and you tend to do things, be it unconsciously or what, but you try to manifest that in the real world. So you could see it happen. You know, Matthew Winters, I, I think you have a good point. He said, you know, he outscored him. The argument could be made that MVP outscored him straight up. But it was a th- razor-thin decision, man. It I think really that was. if if Paul Daly would have ended that fifth round on top, like he did in previous rounds, he with a figure four fight. leg lock, landing elbows every so often, he would have won the fight. He would have won the fight for sure. But, yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see MVP edging him, for sure. Like, I'm not mad at the decision. I was more like, yeah, because, you know, we were sitting there after the fight ended, and we were like, who won that? I agree with it. I agree with it. Because of what, like, look, Paul Daly gave up the first round. And we're talking about the optics of it. We're talking, exactly. You cannot win a fight when you're looking, 
like tired under a guy and he's landing strikes as the bell sounds. And especially exactly when he was on top or had did he ha- and landing. Yeah. And an MVP landed more ground strikes than Daly. The only difference maker was control. Control time. Daly had more control time in the fifth round. But I feel like MVP just did a better yeah. job of landing. And then on the feet, it was I don't take issue with the, the stoppage as is. No question. I do think that it was a it was a three two. I do think that. On the feet, it was obvious. But I think that it was close enough to where if you were to give it to Paul, I wouldn't be like, what the fuck is going on? This is outrageous. It was close. Mm-hmm. But now we have Paul Daly getting set to come out against James Vick. No, Paul Felder. Uh, what did I say? Paul Daly. <laughs> fuck. Paul Felder, obviously, the Irish dragon. And here's the here's the me being transparent. I'm a huge Paul Felder fan. Oh, I'm super biased. I want Paul Felder to win so bad. Super biased. And I'm also not a huge fan of James Vick. I get he's just trying to sell the fight. But he called um, Justin Gaethje the Homer Simpson of MMA. Yeah, I don't share the same vitriol that you do for... And that bummed me out. And uh, plus, you know know also why I hold... I liked James Vick ever since he knocked out uh, Joe Duffy. You know also why I hold some some vitriol for James Vick. It's because he's a lengthy boy. Yeah, and he's 6'4". These, these lengthy uh, boys make me upset. These guys who utilize range, they cut down to lower weights, and they just jab and cross these guys and knock them out like James Vick has. 6'4 at lightweight is absolutely it's preposterous. It's disgusting, and you watch his fights, and he just keeps any fights long, too. Yeah, Justin Gaethje would be like, that does he, though? knockout of Charles Oliveira was... B- so brutal. Brutal, with Paul Felder just dropping those elbows. elbows. Oh my god. Words could not describe when I was watching that and he was just and you just heard him like grunt with every elbow. Absolutely wild. But who do we see winning this fight? I if you're betting the house on it. I don't know. This is a pick'em for me, I think. I want Paul Felder to win though. I, I would agree. I want Paul Felder to win, but fuck man. It's just, James Vick is good. He's such a difficult puzzle to solve because of his attributes. Like he's so lengthy, and it's like it's tough. I, I mean, Gaethje did it exactly. I'm not saying it's impossible. It really is a pick'em. I think it could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised either way. But before that, um, James Vick looked really good. He looked really good. Mm-hmm. He was on some sort of ridiculous streak before that. I don't know. You could look it up. Well, no, I'm saying in that fight against Gaethje. Yeah, he did look before good in that he got fight. Down, he looked great. Didn't know uh, neither of them did all that much. Range, I mean, and then guess what? Got a little bit too close to the cage, and Gaethje was just like, "Here, hold this massive overhand right." <laughs> Gigash. Yeah, it's always tough to see when it looks like they get sniped and they fall right on their face when they oh. get knocked out. Oh, it's rough. At lightweight, do you know? Like, that's so crazy to me. They're, they're like people don't realize. You know, at heavyweight, they can drop you with a jab. Mm-hmm. But as you go as lower and lower weights, the fact that we have bantamweights just knocking out bantamweights now is crazy. Like a lot of people don't talk about knockout. that now. Before, you would never see knockouts at those lightweight classes. Never. And now these guys hit so fucking hard. You have Malamarize kicking people to death. Yeah. It's like wild. Like someone send... Aljamain Sterling got a win tonight, but someone send him a fucking ambulance. Because he's still hurt. If you guys him, haven't seen that highlight... Open a new tab and Google that shit. Ugh. Because I'll that is... really went for a fucking takedown and caught one of the most vicious knees I've ever seen. It's brutal. It's and honestly scary. For someone who favors grappling, it's Ugh. tough. It's scary to see. It was brutal. 
it's scary to see. Uh, I will agree with uh, Polar Bear on Twitch. Uh, that's why Romero got the win again. Uh, never got the win against Whitaker. Whitaker always did enough, just like MVP did enough against Paul Daly. Robert Whitaker did enough at the end of the day, and optically he looked like he was winning the fight at the end. And that's why Whitaker won that Red Bear decision in the second Romero fight. That fight was insanely close. I agree. <clears throat> I agree. And <clears throat> the real, the real point that where I think that Robert Whitaker may have lost that fight is the institution of the 10-8 round. There mm -hmm. was a round where he was almost finished twice, very badly hurt. And you have to make the argument for if that's not a 10-8 round, what is? What yeah. is? But there's also that thing where they don't like giving out 10-8 rounds in championship fights. They just don't like doing it. Championship fights because, are so weird. Because a, so weird. a 10-8 round puts you at such a disadvantage. Yeah. Also, with the championship rounds, the fights are longer. It's There's so many scrolly things going on in championship Championship fights. fights are so odd. Where they allow for People, more they're leeway. Refereed, they're, they're refereed differently. It's just... They're odd. Which I'm used to them laying stoppages go late in championship fights. That's late, why they very late. That, that's what made shocking. the that's what made it even worse. Are you gonna let a champ get knocked out like that? Like, like that, really? Maybe that happens on the prelims, and it's really unfortunate for the guy who loses. Even on the prelims, that I would be like, that was a bad stoppage. Yeah. But in a championship fight, oh my god. Because it had massive repercussions. It was a massive blow to TJ Dolshaw's legacy, and it was also a. We need a definitive winner. You, yeah. you let you let Chris Weidman nearly get beaten to death. To death. Like not. You want to talk about like the amount of damage you took in that third round against Luke Rockhold was inhumane, unreal. And then they let him come back out for the fourth round. Unreal. And then you're gonna stop a championship fight like TJ and Cejudo's? What? Weird. Weird. Very weird. Paul Felder though. Wow. Five and a half inch reach advantage for James Vick. Paul Felder, 34, looks great for 34. He does look good for 34. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Polar Bear. It was not an obvious decision in the in the Romero-Whitaker fight. It certainly wasn't. It was not. Oh, no, no, no. Um, he was talking about the TJ Dillashaw. Um, oh, yeah. Sudo. Yeah, it was not an obvious decision. That holds let true. It, for, let it always go more. Yeah, absolutely. It all that holds true for Robert Whitaker as well. He cannot catch a fucking break with those injuries. He Damn. broke his hand. I, well, I don't know if he. Broke I don't his even hand. think he's injury prone. He's just having insane fights. Insane. He's fights. ended up injured. And then he had a freak hernia. Each of his fights, and then he has a hernia. A freak hernia, and people are now saying like, "Oh, you're injury prone," and this and that. And I'm like, guys, stop it. Yeah, it's re it's really unfortunate. Oh, six three at lightweight. Not 6-4. Like, that makes it any better. Yeah. That's a lot of tattoos, my man. It's always a different look when they let it go onto the hand. You never extend the sleeve onto the hand. Hand tattoos, yeah, it's always tough. Oh, Paul Felder. So nervous. Paul Felder always looks so mean when he's fighting. So nervous. He's such a nice guy. Felder does have some fucking power, though, dude. He's one of the best commentators in the game right now, too. Oh, I love his commentary. Amazing. Better than Jimmy Smith. And I think Jimmy Smith is good. I agree with you. And the fact that Jimmy... Does Jimmy Smith have a... He should have a job, man. 
He will. He'll fall. I was going to say, it's, it's fucking terrible that he doesn't have a gig. He it's can, just that the UFC had such an abundance of guys. Yeah, not that I want any more competition because it's already a saturated market, but he would do an amazingly good job with an MMA podcast. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty on a, I mean, he's not on the premier MMA podcast, though. Obviously. Though, if he wanted to be a permanent host? Maybe. No, just kidding. We're, we're, we got a different show going here. We're yeah, fans. I'm not sure fans, he'd be down for all the cock jokes. By fans, for fans, and he's coming over here with fucking facts and And he's going to start doing actual analysis. That's not Fuck out of here. That's not what we're about. Come on. You're right. You're right. We're Position. Uh, res- offer rescinded. Yeah, exactly. Shit, man. For 155, these guys look fucking Gigantic. Huge. Oh, shit. That reach advantage for Vic is disgusting. Right? Oh, I'm so nervous. Fuck. Ooh, he's looking for the overhand right. Yeah, he is. Maybe watch some tape on him, saw something, maybe. Oh, shit. That jab uh, covers eight feet. Too much distance. It covers eight feet. With the step in, it's ridiculous. Makes no sense. No sense. Paul Felder looking for that overhand right, baby. Oh! That'll be there. Spinning elbow lands to the head. That'll be there. God, I hate those cage tattoos are so gimmicky. Yeah, it's always a rough look. They are so cheese, bro. I, I told you it only looks good on Russian fighters who are covered in tattoos. It looks good on Abel Trujillo, too. Because he's terrifying. Yeah. He's bodied up. First team all body. <laughs> yeah. Man's going to go out for an IFBB fucking championship while he's fighting. Yeah, in the untested division, though. <laughs> he's tested. He's a USADA. You, USADA's not the end-all, be-all. Don't be naive. You're right. John Jones has proven that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, exactly. We're, now we're allowed to fight with fucking Picos in our system. Whoa. Did, did that land? Couldn't tell. No, it glanced. Glanced. Glance. Glance Bass. That's my favorite member of... Uh, I bet it is. Backstreet Boys. I'm just kidding. I know it's insane. <laughs> Are you, though? I know it's insane. I didn't know. I would, that didn't even See, register. See, the fact that you didn't know, that means you're a better man than I. I didn't even register. I was just like, yep, one of them. Something like that. He's Oh, he's in that BTS, right? Boys that sing. Dude, don't go after BTS. I do not want a hundred random Asian All of accounts the fury, I know. making death threats against us. Fuck, dude. We still get messages from people from the Middle oh, East yeah, like, yeah. you fuck on Khabib, question mark. And I'm just like, we saw when Felder broke his arm right. in uh, the Mike Perry fight. Mike that Perry was fight. vicious. Ugh. And you could see it. Like when he slammed that Snapped back fist, it. it was just like, oh, no. And immediately Dominic Cruz was like, he broke he his broke arm. He broke his arm. Sucks to see. He put up a great fight. Felder's against. a fucking psychopath, though. Still threw it. Like, One up day, weight class. Three times. Yeah. Absolute fucking warrior. God damn, I'm so nervous. I hate watching fighters I like fight. Paul Felder looking strong in the clinch so far, though. It's always tense. That's why, like, I'm kind of glad Joe Lozon hasn't fought in a long time. And because I would actually have a panic attack on broadcast. Yeah, I care too much. It's brutal. It would be a problem. It's brutal. Oh, shit. James Vick almost landed that one. 
What is James Vick ranked? 10th? Yeah, 10th. Snap. What? We had a snap in the chat. I don't know what it means. I don't know what that means. Someone said the word snap. Oh. Oh, snap is in the bone breaking when Paul Felder broke his arm. Oh, he's hurt. Oh, oh Vic is hurt. Vic is hurt. The left landed separate. He's holding on to. He's holding on to him so tight. Oh no! Fuck. James Vick's like, cause I miss you, baby, and, and I, I don't, don't wanna miss a thing. Just fucking holding on to Paul Felder for dear life. Ooh, survives. Survives. Wobbly feet, dude. You just showed dude. Us. He just actually showed us his base of operations. Okay, dude. Show I me. did not sign in to see the base of James Vick's cack. Yo. You show me that much of your Will Nick and Nate fight? No. Not to each other, dick. <laughs> Will they fight again? The question is, Nick probably not. Nate. Yes. Nate maybe. No, Nick said, um, dude, he did an interview. Yeah. See, I got it. Just disappeared. I'm really good at fucking deducing it. But, um, yeah, Nick and Nate... I think Nick won't fight because they've talked about it. Like he's making money with other investments right now. He doesn't need to fight. Neither does Nate. So for Nick, he was like fighting, man. It's stressful. You're in a camp. You're not eating what you want. You're getting beat down daily in practice. You're also losing weight, getting beat down while losing weight. And when you're losing weight, you feel like weakened. And especially when you compound that with getting beat down by guys who are Top level fight. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Watch, 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 watch. Oh, that's not it. What hurt him? That's what I want to see. But yeah, I don't think Nick will. But I definitely think Nate. Second will. round is now. Nate's just way. too good right now to not fight. I'll him. tell you what the problem is, and the problem is that they're both rich. Yeah, they're both rich. Nick, especially, he invested in some weed company, apparently. Well, and then you got Nate making. Uh, in the highest, ten million yeah, he made in the ten million. I was gonna say eight to ten. Not million. even mentioned purses he made before that, and he had a fuckload of fights. Yeah, so it's like the problem is they're rich, and he's and they're chilling. It's tough to get rich people to fight uh, for like fights for that fights don't, aren't that, exciting. Exactly for fights that are just hard that won't sell particularly well. That's the issue. Yeah, they're just hard, and that's what a lot of fights are out there for Nate right now. Like the Poirier fight. Poirier is not a huge name, but he's so dangerous. Exactly. Like, why would you sign on to fight Dustin Poirier if you're Nate Diaz? I'm shocked he did it the first time. Yeah. That proves that he's still fucking game. Me, if I were in my silk socks. So then you have Nate over there doing some fucking risk-benefit analysis, and he's like, no. <laughs> I'm not yeah, doing Nick that. Is, I don't think Nick wants to be in camp. I don't think Nick wants to be... A fight like a fighter he's enjoying his regular life too much he's literally getting paid by like vegas clubs to just go and party there and that definitely beats getting fucking pounded on it definitely does even if it is real ninja shit stock them with the fuck what james vick has paul felder pressed up against the cage here I think he's trying to work for a takedown. Oh, God. Vic is built so weirdly. Giant? Because he's so thin at that height. It looks so weird. 
I know. It looks like fucking American History X right now. Is that the one with the Nazis? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't sure. It's the one where Edward Norton's like, goodbye hair. Yeah, I was going to say, just shaves that shit. Ouch, that leg kick hurt me. Dude, that looked like his leg broke for a second. I was like, what? I thought we had an Anderson Silva type situation. Oh, dude, fuck that. Hey, I'm done. You want to be a prize fighter? I'm all set. I'm all set. I'll watch. I'll watch. And then there was a guy who broke that like that in a in like one of his first pro fights in a regional I saw that. fight. Oh shit! Overhand right from Paul Felder. Let's go, Paul. Oh, the Devils won. How crazy is it that it's on ESPN, man? It's so amazing for the so UFC. So cool. So cool. Ooh. Ooh. Vic lands a couple of hard punches on Felder. He's looking for the uppercut. Absolutely. It's a real problem. Oh, James Vic, that leverage you have when you're grappling. Unreal. It's so huge, man. People really don't realize In case that. it wasn't apparent, Cameron has a bias because tall guys are a fucking bitch to wrestle. I agree 100% polar bear in the chat. Silk sheets and strip clubs ruin fighters. They oh, do. yeah. Absolutely. Because if you're... That's exactly what we banging thick bitches and so sorry, thick women, progressive podcast. If you're banging, if you're banging thick women and partying five nights a week and sleeping on satin sheets, you're done. You're yeah, done. That's exactly what we're getting at. You hit it perfectly. It's hard. Like you see what McGregor has to do. McGregor has to bring in three coaches just to get him motivated. Yeah. He's got to spend 40 grand on a camp minimum to get going. See, Cause he needs guys. Because you do, and that's not even a knock on him. Yeah. Anyone in that situation needs dudes who are like, get in the gym. Exactly. By the end of the camp, who will have spent half a million dollars just to get through it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it when you're going to make 20, grand, 20 million a fight. I mean, yeah. And plus, I don't think he's hurting for money. My friend just brought proper whiskey. That's making him. That will end up making him more money than fighting, I bet. Well, obviously the Floyd Mayweather fight made him a hundred million, so it's going to be tough to top that. But yeah, so much fucking more than the UFC made all the monies. Very technical back and forth right now. I don't know who won this round though. I really don't. That and Paul Felder, it's like, you don't know how much damage he's taken on his face because his face is always red. It's always red. You don't know if that's from punches or just pigment. Remember, guys, if you have any fight questions, just let us know in the chat and we will answer them as best we can. Trust me, me and Mason will disagree, and that alone will be entertaining enough. I'm sure we'll disagree. Yeah. It's uh, inevitable. And then eventually I'll do the Teresa Judice fucking Real Housewives. <laughs> Prostitution whore, you fucking bitch. Start shaking the table. Just the throwing it. stuff. Have you seen my deadlift PR? I could flip them. No. Just kidding. <laughs> Dude, what were you talking about to say? I don't deadlift. And does that make me a bitch? By lifter standards, yes. Among other things, yeah. <laughs> what and the fact that i have a susical poster we don't have, hey we don't, we don't have, have time, time. <laughs> <laughs> well no like what yeah i don't know just deadlifting is so risky i see these 45 year old dads just fucking throw out 
all of their lumbar fucking vertebrae. If you do a bad job. Oh, oh, we got a daddy long legs in James Vick. Yeah, I think I think he might have won that round, but I think Paul Felder won the first round. I think Paul needs a very dominant round here. He had him hurt in the, in the first, so he could do it again. He could do it again. We're underway, just so you guys know. 441, 40, 39. And remember, if you're watching after the fact on YouTube or Twitch, be sure to click that follow and subscribe button. It helps us out a lot. We greatly appreciate it. The goal is to catch T-Series. <laughs> right? I don't know if that's going to happen. We sh we saw we all we just see. need is a country of 1.8 billion people. Yeah, we need to monopolize their uh, music market. That's what we the need. The fact that like that's the channel that's competing with PewDiePie is so ridiculous to me. It's a Vivo. It's literally Vivo, but for an entire country. Yep, exactly. Like it's cheating. I actually listened to a fucking fire song on. Dude, they're so good. There's this one called uh, Cell Phone. Cell phone? Yeah. The one I listened to, it was like, um, it had like an Indian name. And it was, can we talk about how Bollywood is catching the fuck up to Hollywood? The production in these music videos, I was like, my God. Yeah, if you guys want to listen to it, it's like a two minute song. Cell on phone? T-Series, it's called Self, it's fucking legit. None of, it's, none of it is in English. I don't mind that, though. I didn't mind it at all. I mean, I listen to mumble rap, I can barely understand I was going to say, saying. you listen to designer, it's fucking... That's what? a different language. Yeah. This is such a weird fight. It's so weird. Because you're dealing with fucking Mr. Fantastic over here. It makes no sense. Makes no sense how long he is. These leg kicks are becoming effective, though. They're really hampering. Oh, shit. James Vick connected with that last punch in the combination there. Oh yeah, Paul let's Felder. Go, Paul. Let's go. Paul Felder just can't ah. be uh, complacent with laying those leg kicks, though. He needs to focus on keeping his hands active as well. Yeah. Good head movement. Good Ooh, head movement. Good head movement by Paul Felder. Jesus, man! Oh, oh he hurt him. His leg gave out. Fuck. His leg gave out from the leg kicks. Oh, his movements. He's limping so bad. James Vick is limping horribly. He's so light on that lead leg he right is, now. He is limping on it. He's, wow. How, how he switched stance. He just did. We haven't seen someone limp like this in the octagon in quite a quite a minute. That's always a bad sign when you see a dude switch stance. Oh, now he's, he's light on the lead leg now. Yep. Oh shit. Uh-oh. You do not do not let him end this round on top, Paul. You will lose. It's official. You will. We need to separate. We need separation. Whisper sweet nothings. Now throw it, push him away. There we go. 
check the kick. Yeah, be like, uh, Vic, how you doing, buddy? Oh, shit. Ooh, oh. the spinning elbow. Dude, Paul Felder's spinning shit is on point. Yair would be pleased. Yeah, Yair would be like, yes. Hey, it's me, Yair. God of the spinning shit. French Canadian. I pre- no, that's pretty Hispanic, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm going French Canadian because you fucked with me, bro. That's French Canadian, obviously. They're Yair. literally just spinning around My here name with is each Yair other. Rodriguez. That's Thirty seconds good. left. Thirty seconds. I'll left. stand by that. That one was pretty good. You had it and then you lost it. I'll come back to it. Twenty-seven seconds left. Let's go. Nice body kick from Vic. Fuck me. That's the fight. I think Felder won. I think he won. Close fight. That's a close fight. I think it's 2 1, though. It is close, though. This is very close. I'm not sure, man. Vic landed some hard shots in that final round. We'll see. We'll see. It all matters how they score leg kicks, too. If they ignore those leg kicks, then it'll be much closer than I think, I think it is. If you have over a four inch height disparity, you should start with a 10 8 round. Clearly, you're joking, but it is it is difficult to deal with. No, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I think every fighter, you heard me right, doubling down. Yes. Main event is up next, right? Yeah. Oh, we shit. have we have a comment. <laughs> what? What are your predictions for the main event? Kane's going to uh, win via stoppage. Yeah. I couldn't answer the other one. The other one was X-rated. Let me see. Bl- censor it. Is it that bad? Yeah, I'll tell you to it after. Uh, yeah. Whisper. No, uh, yeah, I'll whisper it. This is, this is, uh, <laughs> in a hot mic'd room, yeah. We're going to end up like that fucking... What's that dude? Do you remember the guy who thought he... W- the newscaster thought he wasn't on uh, on air? And he started talking about this girl who was missing... No. And he said, um, I'll fuck her. He's like, I'd fuck her. Oh, is that fuck the one who right was... in the pussy? Oh, he said it in the pussy? I thought it was my anal sex. No, he I said, sworn. this guy was a newscaster, and this wasn't the fucker right in the pussy guy. This was a different That was newscaster. fake, by the way. Yeah. That, that was staged? Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's fake. That was staged? Yeah. I'm fucking depressed now. I thought it was amazing. This guy was real, and he was, he was on set... And they were talking about an abducted girl, and he was looking at her picture, and she was like, she's pretty hot. I'd fuck her. Great. <laughs> fuck her right in the... Po- and it's like, dude, she is gone. Please. 3027. 3027. Please, Paul. Yeah, baby! Paul motherfucking Felder, baby. Paul yes. Felder, very emotional. Very yes. emotional. After That's a big fight. He's ranked now, man. He worked hard as fuck. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a hell of a fight. They did a good job scoring those leg kicks. That swayed it. I'm telling you. Four of his last five. 16 and four. Fuck yeah, dude. 
Very emotional, Paul Felder. He's talking about how he lost his dad earlier in the year. Oh, no. Early, la- like, uh, last year to cancer, I think. So he's pretty bummed out. Well, that's terrible. Good thing you won. Yeah, if he lost, that would have been doubly sad. Because then his dad would have been disappointed. Oh. Up in heaven looking down. <laughs> he would have been like, didn't know my son was a loser. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Heaven doesn't exist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Stop. Who knows, right? That's yeah, what I'm who saying. Knows at the end of the day. Nobody. Everybody's best guess. I mean, I am the second coming. So no, I you're not. Yeah, I right. Do know. Yeah, yeah. We knew it. Would, like, whatever. <laughs> Jesus would be unassuming. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say. <laughs> You'd never expect it, dude. That's the thing. People like. That's the weird thing that I feel like. Stroking Sorry, out. he's calling out a bunch of people right now. Oh, who's he calling? He's out? calling out Justin Gaethje as soon as possible. I'd love that fight. Or Edson Barbosa. I love that fight. Ooh, dude. Both those fights would be wars. Fucking wars. I love it. Dear God. He he's, wants the title. He's a if he if wants those fights, he wants the title. You know, give it to him. I, I'm a big Paul Felder fanboy. I am very happy right now. It's very now. hard. If I'm a Paul Felder, I'd be like, what's up, Paul? Like, <laughs> I'd be like. I'd be, a, I'd be a little starstruck. A little bit. A little bit. Not a lot. We not uh, you know me. I don't really get too high fee. I had that. I'd I, probably play it low key. I'd be like, uh, I don't know, man. I held that same opinion, and then I met Joe Lozon, like his whole family. You said you couldn't talk to him. Ooh, it was so bad. I I had this whole plan, guys. I was gonna walk in there and be really cool and just be like, you know, treat him like I respect what he's done, but not he's like, a person. Exactly. Not put him on a pedestal. You know, maybe we'll be friends after. Who knows? You know. <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> so right, I, so you literally are like, maybe we'll be best friends. No, not best friends, but like maybe we'll maybe we'll exchange Skype usernames, maybe hang out, play some video games. Who knows? So I walk in there. <laughs> so I walk uh. in there, and because he, he's putting on a seminar, and I walk in there, and I see him, and then it's immediate that clash between someone you've watched on screens for so long to reality. It's odd. So I look at him, he looks at me, and then I immediately look away, and then I proceed to ignore him for the rest of the seminar. Well, we got to, it was surreal. We actually got to, like, not roll because he wasn't trying to submit, maybe because he would have immediately, but he was, like, showing me a move and, like, helping me work on some technique for a little bit, and it was fucking surreal. Also, tremendously strong. Tremendously? Which you would never expect. Yeah. Because sun assuming. On camera. On camera. He doesn't look as big as he is in real and life. Then you showed me a picture and he's bigger than you, like wider. Like let's way not, wider hey, than you. Hey, let's not and get it. And it's shocking because like even with your rampant steroid use. <laughs> let's not get it twisted. I was shocked how wide he was though. <laughs> You're such a fucking ragey egomaniac. No, no, but he I'm was kidding. definitely more I'm kidding. I he you're you're thicker obviously but like he, he was shocking every bit as tall as me core, every bit as tall as his me his core is massive every bit as tall as me and very like he had that lanky strength like where he looked like he could make lightweight but he was like strong as fuck every bit of 175 while he was at the seminar though but now we get to see the motherfucking main event oh it is true though when you see people in public i went to a uh, obama speech the last speech he gave mm-hmm. uh, um, on defense. 
And I went there, and it was so jarring to see someone you see on TV all the time. In, in real life, like, it's odd. That's the president. Yeah. Well, he was the president at the time. I'm like, that's the president. And it was like, you know how you always watch those like TV shows about like people trying to assassinate the president? Oh, that yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. And yeah. like I had that thought while I was like with the president. Yeah. Don't. Like, 15, I wasn't. They check you so thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I was in a crowd of like 500 people, and we had all been like extensively searched mm-hmm. like i was shocked like they were like empty out like open your wallet for us i know i went to a donald trump well, rally. boy that's kind of i went to one of his rallies because it was so everyone went to his rallies because we go to a pretty large university so he came so it's like am i not gonna go just to see what the fuck yeah, happens your friends went to the hillary one too right uh some of them actually did i did not you were out of town at i was time, out of town i remember but we went, he, he came to our campus, so it was right there. I was like, you know, I'm a, why not go? And that was, the security there was insane. That was before he was president, too. That was while I was on the campaign trail. And it was insane. They sold that shit out. Probably the trippiest experience I had, I went to a Bernie Sanders rally. Yeah. And I got ridiculously close. Yeah, you were like right there. Ten feet. Like, like um, this ball. I could easily toss it and hit him right, in the right head. off his forehead. Yeah, I did and, not get close to Donald Trump. I was but, in the third tier. Well, I was 10 feet. There were two barricades and like five dudes who would have fucked my shit yeah. right up. But that's the thing. Like, it's not even the fact that I would do something like that. It's just the fact that like they're there. Mm-hmm. When you always think of like, you think of the president, you think of he's in some bunker or he's in like this very contained environment. Yeah, like the Pope Mobile or something. Like no Separated. sharp edges. Yeah. And I saw the president. And then I saw like Bernie Sanders at a very close distance and I was like, oh, he's a fucking dude. Yeah. And that's when, that was like a couple of weeks before we recorded the autographs episode. Yes. And I kind of talked about autographs and I was like, I'm not about them anymore. Because I realized like I got up close and I'm like, he's a dude. Yeah, he is just a guy. He's a dude. And it's jarring to see him because you see him on TV all the time, but he's a guy at the end of the day. I only t- I only get starstruck when I really respect them. Like, yeah. when I respect what they've done, then And I like- think Joel is on for you because we grew up watching his fights, and he's a friend to a podcast we really like. That's what I was just about to Pain tell Painkiller already was, like, our lifeblood growing up. Massive I started fans. watching that show when I was 13. And it's kind of the tentpole for YouTube podcasts. And now I've been listening to it for literally like 11 years. I think it's the mainstay. You look at any YouTube podcast, they were the... F- well, pioneers. I think host migration was first. Well, no, but you know what I mean? Long-standing pioneers the longest that are running. still doing it. Yeah, the longest Host migration had like 10 episodes. Yeah, and like Gentleman's Choice too. But... For actual YouTube content creators who made podcasts. If anybody knows those two podcasts that I just mentioned. You're a real motherfucking You're a real like, motherfucking podcast I'd hang out fan. with you. Yeah. Unless you're really weird. Unless you're super weird and you probably are if you know those. I was going to say. Never mind. Actually, actually, I would send the offer. Yeah. Never mind. You could subscribe. Yeah, I was going to say. But we'll, that's it. Maybe DM me. We'll chat for no, a little I'm, bit. I'm fucking with you. Those are like OG podcasts though. Seriously. That's what I wanted to tell you. During la- like the middle of last week. Our boy Woody's Gamertag was in Tampa. Really? Yeah. Doing a paramotor sh- thing. Flying, ar- flying around. Peace. So I was going to say, we, we could have seen him in the skies if we just look up. Oh, yeah. Him in his fucking flying machine. Like his, he's he and his flying energy. machine. All around. That would have been fantastic to see. It would have been interesting. Great place to fly, though. Shocked it didn't come sooner. Over the bay. Of that course. would be beautiful. 
Well, the bay is pretty magnificent. Driving along, it is. Whoa. It's whoa. Kane Velasquez in the octagon. Shocked that he walked out first. What the fuck? Well, you know, views are good when, like, people travel to see them. Yeah, exactly. But Kane Velasquez looks good. Looks about the same. All team dad bod all the time. Soft. Very Still soft. so strong, though. So it's, it confuses me. You remember that video of him strength training? No, I don't want to even talk about that, dude. Oh. It hurts my back to watch. Oh. Mamma mia. I always thought I have Mama horrible mia, form, Mama and then mia. I suck at lifting, and then I saw that, and I was like, I'm a veteran. The thing that bothered me is that he had at least coach. two coaches there. A coach was watching that and going, yes. Yeah, rep it out. Hey. Don't rep dude. it out. I've never. You I would be better off with a guy like. I like I'm a certified trainer and I've trained anyone near that level, obviously. Yeah. But even I would be like, dude, you are fucking your shit up, big time, big time. Especially with someone who has a history of back problems. And to be fair, and you're gonna let him lift like that? I don't have good form, but I have decent form because you got I've on seen me it, so much, and it's not bad. You got on me so much about it that I was like, it is literally, literally the most important thing. Well, we talked about that. The we, most we had a conversation thing. about that where I was like. Yeah, it's not even about the weight. It's literally just focusing on your form and trying to refine it as much as you can with the weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yep. That's what lifting is. Yep. I agree. Overload. Overload is definitely part of hypertrophy, but the most important thing is definitely form because it's all relative yeah. to the muscle. And you need to be like a veteran to do that kind of shit. Like what CT Fletcher does where they overload. But that's like... It's calculated. I'm the biggest proponent of time under tension and good form. If you have those two things down, then you can build a great physique and be and in good shape. you want to know who's a lot about that? Who knows a lot about that? Francis Ngannou walking out to the cage right now. He's impossibly jacked. Impossibly jacked. Literally, was uh, was it shoveling cement? I don't know. All I know is he's got good people in his corner now. Like, he's got great coaches who really help, I'm sure. Cindy, who is he working with? I don't know. But they're doing a good job because he's impossibly jacked. <laughs> I think he always was impossibly jacked. Really? I yeah, because uh, apparently he was walking the streets of France, homeless, and the Yikes. MMA coach saw him and was like, "Get in here! <laughs> like, what are we doing?" They, he wanted to be a championship boxer. Mm. I didn't know they could have like uh, I'm a, I guess they can have gyms, right? But the you can't sanction a fight in Paris; it's illegal. It's a box. It was a boxing gym that taught MMA. Oh, okay. Because I know MMA is illegal in uh, France. Yeah. It said like boxing MMA. I don't know how the training works. Like, you can train MMA, but you can't have a fight, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I know. Yeah, they, they lured him in there with boxing, and they're like, here, I want you to try this sport called MMA. Damn, he is super jacked. And you want to talk about a guy risking it all for his dreams? Just to paint a guy's picture. 260 he with abs. He was working manual labor in a small village in Cameroon and said, bye, mom, bye, dad, bye, family. I'm going to Paris to chase my dream of being a champion boxer. Do you know the fucking nuts it takes to make that trip? I can't wait for UFC Africa with... Uh, Are they doing that? They need to. With uh, Israel, so Israel Adesanya Israel, and Naganu and Kamaru Usman. That'd be sick. Super sick. And they wear their... Dude, when Kamaru Usman wore that like Nigerian outfit, I was like, that's so fucking dope. It is dope. Like, I want to wear one of those, but I know that I would definitely... Definitely get laughed off the internet for cultural appropriation, and that's fair. I would respect you making all the lefties' heads explode, though. Yeah, but, like, they look so cool, too. And I think, isn't that an homage? Like, I love those, like, flat hats. Like, those look so fucking dope. 
I don't know. I mean, I would probably look look like the uh, laundry lady from Friends, though. You would. If I wore that. <laughs> no suds, no save. No suds. That's not the no rule, save. and you know it. I've seen that show too many times. We've seen it too many times. Francis, 83-inch reach. Preposterous. Francis coming in heavier than he did on his last two fights, but not as heavy as he did for the Stipe fight. Stipe fight, he was 263. Troublesome. I don't know how that, that will bode for his uh, grappling ability. I think he's, Cause Kane's about to I test think it. he's about to try to knock Kane out in the first round. What if he does? Let's be real. What if he does? Let's be real. That's Francis's strategy. I don't think you're going to see a lot of varying nuance in his approach. I think his, his, uh, his methods are always, I'm trying to knock you the fuck out. Yeah, uh, I agree, uh, Mr. I'm Not a Robot. Thick. I saw that thick with two C's. He's a thick boy. Jason Herzog is the referee. Very good. Jesus. You know what's so... If you did an eye test, you'd be like, Francis is the favorite. But then you're like, oh my god, it's Cain Velasquez. Yeah, if you didn't know. That's true. That's a good point. I bet the average person's like, what The casual fan's probably like, what a mismatch. This Cameroonian dude's yeah. about to knock this guy's head off. And then you're like, actually, that guy he's fighting is arguably the best heavyweight of all time. Yep. Exactly. You know, and that's like real shit, man. I am so curious to see which version of the cane is in that octagon. Oh, my God. We're about to find out. It's at elevation, though, so. You son of a bitch, dude. You son of a bitch. Because, you know, as soon as you go, like, five feet over, you just die. I was going to say. There's no air up there. <laughs> and once you go ten feet up, you can barely breathe. <laughs> I'm shocked they don't need oxygen masks already, dude. You're such a cock. <laughs> I w- I'm de- I- now we have to go to Mexico City, and I'm going to film you jogging just like... <gasps> Both being 7,000 hey, feet. you're going to have a two-minute video of me taking two steps and going... Yeah, I know. Both because it's 7,000 feet above sea level and because the air pollution in Mexico City is atrocious. atrocious. Jesus Christ. Doesn't change the fact that... Hey, his camp is literally just weightlifting. It's dangerous. I was going to say, he is like bodybuilder muscles. Like, not a... You know, like... Connor is very ripped. He looks more functional. Yeah, this looks like this man's been doing some vanity stuff. But I think that's just literally his natural physique. Yeah, it is. Like, look at Tyron Woodley, right? Yeah, like Tyron could be like an accountant and he'd have that body. Uh, I think so. But what he's done with that body is pretty amazing. Still. What? Nothing. Oh, I'm fucking... The tension is about doesn't to Doesn't he lift... Explode. He just, like, doesn't even lift weights, really, right? Who? Tyron. Like, he doesn't even... I don't... I don't know. I don't think he does. Here we go, guys. Main event in the evening. Mason, count it off. I'm gonna fucking sneeze. So you gotta count it off. First round is underway, guys. 456, 55, 54... Oh, Ngannou misses with a right. Gigantic right hand. Kane moving right fast away. in there. Kane super light on his feet. Shifting around back and forth. Definite size difference. It's enormous. Kane. Oh! Kane's out. Oh, he's out! 
Cain Velasquez knocked out by Francis Ngannou. We're going to have to take another look at the stoppage. Oh, he blew his knee out. Apparently, it was Kane's knee. So, he wasn't knocked out. He blew out his knee. He immediately stood up and said, give me a minute, and then grabbed his knee. If it is his knee, that's it. I think. Holy shit. What happened there? Uppercut landed. Oh, his knee oh, just he gave, gave out. out. He just gave out. Yeah, he's done there. Yeah, he's done. He's done there. His left, That's a good his stoppage. Left leg. He was it. not basing up. Ooh! What happened? Ooh, his left knee! It gave out on him. Yeah, dude, your body's had enough, Kane. Oh, man, that is just so... Jesus. Well, good shit to Francis. Yeah, Francis can't help that. Did a great job. Did Holy your moly. job. He fell and you just fucking clubbed him. What was that, man? Just wearing her. They're saying it's his knee that gave out. What in the fuck? There's a one-two down the pipe. Kane came in for the takedown and his left knee just completely gave out on him. That was insane. His body's just taking too much abuse. That's so sad to see. That's so sad to see. Jesus. That sucks. Damn. Kane's such a good dude. What are the odds? You know, it wasn't a foul factor. Altitude. Altitude. You silly fuck. It wasn't long enough for it to be a factor. <laughs> that's such a bummer, man. That really, that's it upsetting. Sucks. It sucks, man. But you know what? Francis did what he had to do. It, it sucks that, you know, but was Carlos Condon's loss to Tyron Woodley any less pronounced because it was a knee injury? No. I still think um, now we're going to be dealing with uh, Nganu vying for a title shot. He's up there. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know what they should do? Fuck. What would they do now? What do they do now? I don't know. There's so many people. Stipe's waiting in line. So is uh, Ninganu now. Mm -hmm. So is Brock. Alistair too. Alistair's somewhere in the mix, in the mix. there. I mean, Alistair did get knocked out by Curtis Blades. Yeah, that's true. In his last bout. Not as, he won his last bout, didn't he? Can we look that up? Just make sure I'm not wrong. But let us know what you guys thought of the main event. Jesus. Sorry, guys. I did not expect it to end that quickly. Jesus, I feel like I'm apologizing for premature ejaculation. I'm like, I'm so sorry. This never happens. Yeah, he beat Sergey Pavlo Pavlovich. Pavlovich? Yeah. Very nice. So he fought a nobody? 26 second knockout. What a great card, though. That was a good card, man. Good shit. Good shit, Aron. I feel so bad for Kane. It's a bummer. But you cannot help but feel bad for a guy. You know, these guys leave it all on the line for us. And we're spoiled as fans to get to witness that. I hope he's okay. Like Dominic Cruz was saying, I hope 
it's I hope his knee's not too bad. I don't know, man. I just don't want to I don't want him to see I don't want to see him taking more punishment. I really don't. That's such a bummer. From a, like, especially seeing a guy who's dealt with so much adversity already in the form of injuries. Did a great job with head movement there. Didn't land. And then I think an uppercut landed, but then Whoa. that was it. Yep, screaming in pain because of his knee. Ooh! And if you see, it's limp there. Did you see that? No, I missed it. The joint was limp. <sighs> Fuck. You can see, like, the shit shifting around in the knee. Oof. Shouting in pain because of his knee. And I, not, oh, the only thing that landed cleanly was the uppercut, and it didn't seem to affect him. His knee gave out. Fuck. Then once the knee gave out, Francis just hammered him. And Francis, yeah. Good job by Jason Herzog to see that. To see that the knee was hurting. Yeah. He was grimacing in pain. It wasn't... Yikes. I feel so... You know... Kane's a warrior, though, and this doesn't take away from his previous accomplishments. I don't it think doesn't, so. It doesn't. That's just what it is, man. It's the fight game. And your body takes wear and tear. Dominic Cruz knows better, that better than anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Looks like Kane is congratulating Francis Ngannou on his victory. He is, yeah. He's giving it up to Francis. It's a great job. Jesus. Dude, if Francis Ngannou after this fight doesn't have a protein sponsorship... He will. He could, ha he could have had one already. You know he has a foundation. I told you about this, right? No. Where his foundation... He said there are a lot of kids in his village... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, they want to open gyms. ...who have a lot of, like, physical attributes and physical gifts like he has. And he was like... They're trying to play, like, soccer, though. And he's like, if I can give them an outlet where they can become fighters... So they're actually starting to build MMA gyms in villages. Mm -hmm. And he had the first gym open, and it's it's awesome. That's awesome. I know Israel, Israel Adesanya wanted to do the same thing because Israel, he was like, I see five freaking Francis Ngannou. He's like, I'm the run to the litter. Yeah, that's what he was saying, which is pretty insane to think about because Israel's gigantic. Yeah, and Francis was like, dude, I, I shoveled all day. Like mm -hmm. The guys I was working with were massive. And I'm like, get these guys plane tickets. I know. You see people like that who make it to the NFL and they've never played sports before. Yeah. And then somehow they're at oh, the Oh, like the guys that come from like Lithuania. Yeah. And it's like he's been Estonia uh, he's or been, something. He's been working his father's fields and he's just fucking. 7-1. this dude who's just massive. It's uh, like, yeah, I let eat. Let me see this. And then it, when it's the Eastern European guys, they're like, yeah, I eat uh, 10,000 pounds of beets a day. Which knee Whoa. was it? The left knee? I couldn't... I still can't tell which knee it is, but it's such a damn shame either way. It looks like he was pushed a little off balance, and that's what caused the... The knee to give out on him? Jesus Christ, that's such a shame. Great card, though. Really happy that Paul Felder ended up victorious. Super upset that Kane has to deal with yet another injury. It sucks, man. Synthony Calvillo came away with a massive win. Uh, Luke A beat Brian Barberena in an absolutely stellar fight. That was right? amazing. And then Andre Feely came away with a win over Miles Jerry too, which is cool to see. War. Absolute war. Well, guys, let us know what you thought of the fights absolutely. down in the description below. Remember, if you watch this on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Twitch, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the VODs. We also do a normal podcast where we talk about normal everyday stuff. It's very funny. It's very hilarious. 
Make yeah, sure to check if it out. I say so myself. And I subscribe to it. I'm not humble, so I'll just say it's hilarious. Check it out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you guys for coming out so much. We hope to see you guys on the next one. Peace out, guys. See you later, guys.